Welcome to Bros Before Pros, the comedy fiction podcast recommended by 9 out of 10 therapists because the 10th is an evil lich that feeds on your sadness. I thought you said that you were going to save your energy for the intro. (laughs) (laughs) This is the energy I'm working with. Oh my god, now you bring out a lich now who's like sucking on our sadness. Bring it out, lich. got a 5.0 on iTunes. There are no liches on this podcast. A 5.0? There's a couple bitches. Only because this this lich doesn't know how to submit a podcast review. Damn, what kind of lich is he? He's a dumbass lich. Well, iTunes make it very difficult to be fair to this lich. (laughs) Another lich made iTunes, so... (laughs) It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Go ahead and do your intro. We won't. Inter- we won't interrupt. Anymore. No, no, of course not. I'm Rich Masters, and with me, as always, Woo! is Jeff Pennington. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff went in the kitchen to do that. I was, uh, <laughs> I was rooting for you, Rich. What you <laughs> and that's that hideous scream was Josh Henderson. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> if you haven't listened to Bros Before Pros before, I mean, this is gonna this episode is gonna be really confusing. But this is a show where we each create a story based on audience generated prompts. Uh, Josh does fantasy, I do sci-fi, and Jeff does the spookies. Whoa! The movie, the spookies. Yeah, that exact. <laughs> it's a really Josh Jeff's stories are. Very samey every week. Yeah, Josh Jeff stories. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, don't have the same fucking s- s- starting name. Didn't you know that everyone in the 1980s who was born had a J name? That's Everybody. true. Yeah. yeah. There's a rule. Jitch. 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 Jasters. Jasters. This week's prompts were gauntlets and meteors. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and they were. I definitely remembered that. And put I, it in the store. <laughs> I found that very difficult to fit one of them in. So one of them is very tangential. Um, Jeff, Who gave us those? I can't remember. Oh my oh, god! Bad host. I said it I take last back week. My woos. I said it last week. You don't get two. You don't get two bites of the cherry. The cherry what is, is what one is bite. That mean? <laughs> Who's eating cherry in two bites? Is that a sexual? <laughs> Don't you have those giant cherries? Uh, we're American. We have maraschino cherries right. in our American Manhattan. It was meteors was submitted by Heath Count Redonkadonkula Robinson, and gauntlets was submitted by John Future Leader Connor. There you go. Oh, that's right, John Connor. Yeah, the Can John Connor. Forget? The yes. John Connor. He came Man back in time. Came back in time just to submit a prompt for the show. That was part of the John Connor doesn't the come future. back in time, you idiot. What are you talking about? Oh my he does. god. He, Have you he not does. seen he does in one of yeah, them? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah. The, the shit is like he's a terminator. We're yeah. not getting into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that went on for that too was, long. That, 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 yeah. I've never Should've seen stopped after two boys. Never yeah, seen no a film doubt. start so well and go so bad so quickly. Yeah, that's uh, that's movies. That's, that's Terminator. <laughs> that's Terminator yeah. movies. Watch Coneheads instead. I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the better Terminator. Um, Jeff, it's your turn this week to be the first story. Would you like Indeed. to tell us a story? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Right. Keep that energy. Keep it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the title of my story is "The Rebirth of Rio." Hmm. 
Rio de Janeiro. Her name is Rio. And she's Dances hungry like a wolf. <laughs> Everybody shut the fuck up. That's the first line of my story. No. Uh, What's it called? <laughs> it's called The Rebirth of Rio. Okay, I forgot already. The prompts are gauntlets and meteors. <laughs> what show is this? Bros Before Pros. Oh, uh, I watched some episode of Star Trek, so I don't know. <laughs> the brilliant golden hues of sunset flitted through the large segmented wall of windows in room 4C. The chemistry lab at the Henderson University for the Especially Big-Brained. What? <laughs> Named after me. A fully accredited school. You could look it up. But you're probably not spelling it right. That's why it's coming back with no results or news pages about completely frivolous and unfounded lawsuits. Mm, it's got a silent G in it. About a, about a different school that's spelled different. Anywho. <laughs> at the current moment, only two people were occupying the state-of-the-art zero injuries to the eyeballs of a student since January 28th chemistry lab. <laughs> And one of them was tapping a marker against an equation on the board with a little more fervor than one would think was necessary. <laughs> Come on! You can get this! A fourth grader with a face tattoo could figure out this equation and still have time <laughs> to hit the crack pipe before Jim. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the tall man with a flowing black mane of hair yelled, stabbing the marker even harder at the equation on the board. This grumpy Gus with a frown that needed turning upside down was Rio Tachibana, struggling postgraduate teacher's assistant to the blowhard who usually occupied this class, Professor Tomlinson. Oh, that blowhard. Oh, fucking blowhard. 25, with piercing eyes, a strong jaw, and the kind of body you could bounce a quarter off of anywhere. <laughs> Yes, oh. even his eye was muscular as fuck. <laughs> Don't even fucking doubt me on this. Damn. It was no wonder the other current tenant of the room was having trouble concentrating. Well, damn, Rio, give me a break. I just woke up at this school with amnesia a few days ago, Hallie Swiftfeather said with a shake of her head. What? <laughs> well, I'm not using her anymore. It was true that he she... brought her back. It was true that she had been found unconscious wearing some kind of a LARP outfit outside of Peterman Hall. Peterman! <laughs> and now she was just trying to finish her bachelor's and get back to her regular life. Some kind of Renfest worker of some kind, she assumed. <laughs> this, is, this is blowing my fucking mind right now. Just use a fucking calculator then, goddammit, Rio Seed. <laughs> throwing the marker as hard as he could at the board and causing it to ricochet off and land perfectly back in the pen cup on top of Professor Tomlinson's desk. Awesome. No! Hallie screamed out way too loud, recoiling away. I I won't use technology. Not anymore! She whispered in a hushed <laughs> oh voice to herself, God. drawing her knees up to her chest in the chair as she was, sit she was sitting in and staring into the middle distance. Rio stared for a moment at her near comatose state, then shrugged. All right, well, give it the old college try yourself then. You got this, he said. <laughs> Far too chipper for someone who both just lost his shit about a math problem at an amnesiac and then watched that same amnesiac have some kind of fucked up breakdown. <laughs> Dude, he's been in college long enough to know that that's, like, pretty normal. True. <laughs> Okie dokie. Hatley back to uh, snapped back to normal, hopping up from her seat and walking over to the board. 
<laughs> she picked up a marker and began to quickly write into the blanks in the beginning, middle, and end to finish the equation for the perfect arrangement of elements and chemicals to answer the question. When she was finished, she smiled widely and placed the marker down with a loud snap, beaming proud. Rio looked it over and turned his head slowly back to her. A wide smile on his slowly reddening face. What? Veins beginning to pop from his neck and his whole body beginning to shake. Well, that's a good answer, Hallie. But I'm afraid it's wrong! (laughs) The force of his scream sent Hallie flying back into her chair like a cartoon character, head over heels, slamming into it and causing it to spin because it was one of those roly-poly chairs that office stores must just fucking give away to colleges, I guess. Yeah. Because then shits break constantly. There's no way a college is paying for any kind of quality outside their football stadium. Am I right? Uh, Take that fucking Penn State. (laughs) Oh, Hallie said, straightening her jacket and standing back up. Something bothering you, Rio? You're usually at like an 11 in the bubbling rage just beneath the surface level, but you're peeking out around like 50 today. (laughs) You shrink your undies at the Laundro-Rama again? No, no, no. well, yeah, but fuck, man. (laughs) Rio stepped to the window and stared out into the blinding bright light of the golden hour. His retina is singed, but his stare absolute. I've been stuck at this dead-end teaching assistant job for two years now. I want to be out there, in the real chemistry world. Doing real chemistry things. Making a difference for chemistry. What the hell does that mean? I don't know what that means, Hallie said, just shoving her hands into her pockets and rocking back and forth on her heels awkwardly. But, uh, you'll get there. I relate to this. Rio turned dramatically from the window, drawing his arm up over his forehead in the universal pose called Woe is Me. (laughs) No, Hallie, you don't understand. I just said that, Hallie cut him off. (laughs) He lowered his arm and side-eyed her viciously for a moment before raising his arm back over his eyes and continuing, I can't escape this place. I don't make enough money to quit. He threw his arm down into a rageful clenched fist at that last bit. Hallie slurped at her 7-Eleven Slurpee, now available in Bahama Twist or some shit. Go check it out. <laughs> did we get a 7-Eleven sponsorship? Uh, I did. I don't know about me. <laughs> That's dope. Good job. She glanced up at the clock on the wall. Oh, hey, are you going to watch the meteor shower ten- up on Hobbs Knob tonight with everybody? <laughs> A lot of the staff and freaks who have no friends due to bad personality and or amnesia are going to be up there. (laughs) It's quite a list. Rio turned back to her and stopped clenching his fist. Oh, is that tonight? I'd forgotten about it. I guess. (laughs) Huh. Come on, Hallie encouraged. You and I can spend some quality time together. I'm pretty sure I probably liked guys, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest with you, I have no fucking clue, so this could get real awkward for both of us. But you gotta learn somehow, right? She took another sip of her Slurpee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm tired of being some kind of mix of furious to the point of blindness and mel- melancholy to the point of theatrics. <laughs> Maybe a little stargazing will make me feel better. Rio tried to smile, but it came out as a frown, per usual. <laughs> this dude's anime as shit. <laughs> Tragic, Hallie said upon seeing that, shaking her head and sipping her Slurpee. Well, I'll see you there. 
Rio waved after her as she left, taking a moment to release a sigh. God, this job fucking sucked. <laughs> he erased the board, put up the markers, and straightened the desks, finally pulling the blinds closed as his final menial task of the day. He plopped down into a student's desk and propped his feet up on the one adjacent from it, slipping his phone from his pants pocket and beginning his nightly ritual of searching for a job that doesn't blow shit that was in 5,000 miles of his current 5, location. 5,000? I mean, good luck. That he was <laughs> remotely qualified for. <laughs> Could you extend that maybe to, like, one AU? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps in this galaxy. <laughs> He knew he'd never find anything, but it was better than swan diving off the roof of the parking garage. Wow. <laughs> For now. Yeah, only just. <laughs> A few moments of blissful silence passed before the sound of heavy, laden footsteps began to echo up the hallway outside. Rio peered up over the top of his phone towards the shut door of the chemistry lab across from him for a second or two, but then turned his eyes back to the screen. There was a position for a human guinea pig at Monsanto that sounded somewhat better than his current gig. <laughs> but he couldn't help but notice the sound of the steps had stopped. He peered back over the phone and looked through the brownish opaque glass of the door. He squinted slightly to try to make out any kind of shape through it, but he couldn't, as the lights in the hallway had been turned off by this point. Classes had been over for several hours. Normal people with real lives had long gone. Hmm. He shook his head and looked back at his phone. Another moment of silence passed before there was a strange noise in the hallway. A slight distance from the door, though Rio had never heard anything like it in his life. It was a thick, liquidy sound that gurgled oh, off into silence. It's a cricket, man. <laughs> and it set every hair on his body upright. He stood up from his desk and shoved his phone back into his pocket, tilting his head a little as he slowly walked towards the door. <laughs> nice. Every few steps he took, the sound repeated, louder, or wetter, or softer, or with much more gurgle. <laughs> Sounds that made his skin crawl and his stomach turn, but he couldn't place them for the life of him. His hand trembled as he reached for the door handle, but another loud, metallic clanging sound caused him to recoil, even stepping back away instinctively. He gritted his teeth and grasped the door handle. Oh, shit! He's in your throat, Jeff. Stop sucking his dick. Never. Gurgling. He's the cricket man. He gritted his teeth and grasped the door handle firmly, his eyes darting up from his hand to the murky brown opaque glass of the front door once more, only to be met with a face pressed against it, staring back at him with gaping wide eyes. It's Myrtle Smelly. He jolted back away from the door, his body falling onto the floor and sending the coat rack by the entrance clattering against the linoleum behind him. Not he my wanted coat to rack. scream. <laughs> what? I said, not my coat rack. Oh, no. <laughs> this dude's British as shit. He uses a coat rack. <laughs> Jeff, you've gone too far. <laughs> in the family for 400 years. <laughs> he wanted to scream, but nothing came out of his mouth all uh, at all except gasping, raspy breaths. Then, he felt incredibly stupid. The face staring at him blank-eyed through the door was Hallie, her tongue hanging out in a <laughs> mocking gesture. Her face pulled away from the door and disappeared into the darkness of the hall, and Rio gritted his teeth even tighter and growled out the angriest, most vicious growl he could man he could manage. You fucking no memory having bitch! <laughs> Damn! Oh, he ran to the door and yanked it open with all his might, revealing an empty hallway outside. <gasps> 
He looked down one way and saw nothing, then threw his head in the other, watching a small scrap of brown leather disappear around the corner, like a belt being dragged on the floor. He grimaced, taking two steps back into the chemistry lab to pick up his cool-ass leather jacket from the floor. (laughs) I knew it. And sling it over his shoulders before giving chase. He didn't use the coat rack, huh? No. Uh, It fell off the coat rack on the floor. Uh, Oh, good job. Is it red? Is his leather jacket red? Because that's a douchebag color. No, it's it's a black leather jacket. Uh. Eddie Murphy from 1984? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you seen those people wear those, like, really tight biker leather jackets? I think think they are the fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, like the, the ninja bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turning the corner, he was suddenly blinded again by the brilliant golden sunset at the other end of the hallway, glistening through the gigantic bay windows set there. He threw his hand up in front of his face and peered through his fingers, seeing the blurry outline of some sort of man standing at the other end of the hall, holding something loosely in his left hand. A deep Japanese voice filled up the hallway, echoing off the lockers and glass cases that lined it like a bullet ricochets off steel. I'm from New Jersey, you fuck. I don't speak (laughs) Japanese. (laughs) Racist. Ryo screamed back, half out of reflex, dealing with weeboos and anime junkies on campus. (laughs) Anything. Ah. Congratulations, little Rio. You have been chosen. Chosen by the omnipotent Gestalt! The voice spoke in a clear, impassioned English, a slight lilt of laughter afterwards at the end of its call. By now, Rio had adjusted to the onslaught of light, but was still having trouble believing his eyes. At the end of the hallway in front of him stood an extremely tall man in an overcoat with jagged holes torn through it in half a dozen places. Not empty and dangling holes, though. They were each filled and jutted out beyond by long, thick, hairy, gigantic spider's legs. Oh, I'm so glad you said spider's legs. <laughs> which, yeah, I was thinking dicks. Gaping which ended holes. in spiked tips, each one slowly waving around in the air around the man's body as he stood stock still in between. You don't see this every day. Rio could barely move, his entire body racked with wave after wave of debilitating horror, which threatened to leave him completely catatonic. He couldn't speak, his eyes searching around frantically for any sign of artifice in this thing before him. Any clue that this could be fake. Any seam, wire, pulley, servo, anything to make the nightmarish feeling in his veins finally cease. Oh, it's that spider guy from Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> <laughs> the animatronic spider guy. Five Nights at Freddy's. Do you remember that? The thing at the end of the hallway opened its left (laughs) hand and dropped its contents, which plopped sickeningly against the floor and rolled a few feet towards Rio. His shaking could barely be contained long enough for him to take his eyes off the horror before him, but he instinctively glanced down at what had been dropped. There on the floor, eyes wide just as before and tongue rolled out in a mocking droop, was Hallie Swiftfeather's head, blood oozing from the neck on the linoleum hallway floor. That's right, I fucking killed her in this universe too. God (laughs) damn. Is this some kind of revenge on Rit? What's happening? You've got to go for the triple now. We need her dead in Josh's universe as well. (laughs) 
Uh, Guys. If anybody heard me teasing that a beloved character was going to die, <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be mine. <laughs> Jesus. What's happening to us, guys? Quite funny, earlier in our little DM, Rich was like, you should kill one of Josh's characters. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Rio finally screamed and turned on his heels to run away as fast as he possibly could, his Adidas squeaking against the floor with every push faster and faster away. The thing's elongated, inhuman tongue rolled out of its mouth and across its face to lap up a bit of blood that remained from its victim, and then with horrific speed, exploded off of the floor into the air towards Rio, its gigantic spider legs stabbing into the walls, lockers, and doors as it propelled itself down the corridor. Jeez. The human body in the middle dangling lifelessly, being dragged behind. Rio ran as hard and as fast as he could, every muscle in his body working harder than they possibly ever had before to propel him. But this horrific thing was on him within seconds anyway. He tried to struggle, throwing his fists back at it as it came upon him, but the spider's legs pinned him down to the ground all at once, like daggers piercing into his flesh and threw him entirely, even piercing the hall floor below his body. He screamed. That's get infected. You gotta clean that. <laughs> I'm trying to be spooky. He screamed so <laughs> on our comedy podcast. He screamed, <laughs> he screamed loud, and he screamed louder than he could ever have imagined himself capable of. But no one was there to hear. Only the humanoid body at the center of the monster could hear, and smiled a wide smile from ear to ear. The smiling slit opening up to reveal a set of dripping mandibles that reached out towards his face and rubbed against his cheek, leaving behind a burning, viscous ooze that caused him to scream out in pain once more. Good God. No, mustn't feed again. You have been chosen, little Rio. You will be gestalt. The body revealed its right arm finally, having been hidden this whole time. A gauntlet slid over top of the tattered overcoat on it, glistening in silver and black tones. <sighs> Each finger at the end of the gauntlet had a long silver needle protruding from the tip, and each first knuckle led up to a metal outlet where a tube of thick purple liquid sputtered and spun all its own within. Ew. The creature clicked its mandibles and laughed to itself. This will hurt so very much. Rio felt yeah. five needles pass through his flesh and a searing white hot pain that could not e he could not even quantify and then felt nothing. Damn. <clears throat> An eternity passed for Rio that he'll never remember again. But for those agonizing moments, those hours of torture he suffered that night, he will be thankful to not remember, if nothing else. <sighs> what? The changes that the injections made to his body weren't satisfactory to the dark room of scientists and surgeons that surrounded him in the haze of his unconsciousness. His muscles strained, stretched, and hardened, his skin peeling away from his body to reveal carapace and chitin, but each of them repeated through the pain which seared his every nerve ending. This one is special. We can go further. 
Their instruments tore at him and pushed within him and changed him beyond anything he could imagine. But through the darkness and the violence, he stared up unblinkingly to the skylight so very far above him. He saw them, the meteors streaking through the sky. The comet which had birthed them swinging past our world and continuing into the great unknown beyond it. The red rays which it left in its wake showered over him in the hour of his most need and everything went black again. No pain, no pain found him any longer as they worked. Please wake up, a voice pleaded in the darkness, and Rio stirred, not knowing where his mind resided any longer. Please, we have to hurry. They're going to be here soon. <laughs> Blearily, he opened his eyes, his entire body weak and sore, but as he looked down at it, fully human? His own skin, his own muscles, his own hands... They were bruised, they were covered in stitches and incisions, but this was his own body. He would have rejoiced if he could have found even the slightest bit of energy left in him. You have to wake up, Rio, the voice came again, and Rio turned his eyes to the side to see Professor Tomlinson? God damn it. The chemistry professor he worked with at the college? He shook his head and rubbed his eyes, looking once more. It was him. Rio, we must go now. They know I've let you free. We have to get out of here. Professor Tomlinson shook at Rio's shoulders, his old, frail form working overtime to even push against him. That's a trap. (laughs) Where? Why? Rio managed to sputter out, but Tomlinson had pushed him up to his feet at this point. The floor was metal and cold. It took him a moment to realize he was wearing nothing but a hospital gown now. The floor around him was so dark... But he could barely make out strange. The room around him was so dark, but he could barely make out strange machinery in the dim light, and stadium seating that surrounded the operating table he was just laying on. Hmm. What? Which he only noticed now was covered with deep red splatters of blood from top to bottom. Yeah, you gotta clean that up. You're gonna get an infection in there. <laughs> it must have been his own blood. He thought. Go! We must hurry! Tomlinson sputtered out, but a set of double doors at the other end of the room flung open, and two men in surgeon scrubs stepped inside, screaming in some language that Rio couldn't identify. But only for a moment, as Tomlinson reached into his own lab coat and pulled out a fucking gun and shot both of them fucking dead. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> That's college. <laughs> <laughs> Rio suddenly followed Tomlinson's orders a little more adeptly and a little more quickly, (laughs) trying to run but mostly stumbling towards the other set of doors. He could barely focus on what was happening, but he could hear during their flight down the long and winding corridors of this strange place that Professor Tomlinson was apologizing over and over, his voice cracking with emotion. Rio couldn't even think to respond. He could only run. The next thing he remembered... He was laying against a tree near a body of water. He turned his head to the side to see Professor Tomlinson sitting next to a small fire, his hands gripping onto his lab coat to hold it tighter around himself. It must have been cold, Rio thought to himself. Mm. Why couldn't he feel it? Oh, Mm. oh, you're awake. That's good. That's that's good, Tomlinson said absently, (laughs) picking up a stick and poking at the fire with it. We're on the other side of the island. I I don't think they know. I've arranged for a boat to be left down by the dock a little way from here. It's, it's best to travel in the light, though. They can... 
They can see better than us in the dark. <laughs> I, I don't... Rio swallowed hard, finding no moisture in his mouth to speak with. He coughed once or twice, then began again. I don't understand what's happening. I... I'm sorry, Rio. They told me if I didn't find them a suitable candidate, they would kill me. They told me I wasn't strong enough, didn't have the vision to be one of them. Mm. I tried to prove myself, but <laughs> they were right. I don't have the stomach to be a member. I don't lack the humanity necessary to commit the atrocities they commit. <laughs> Tomlinson threw the stick into the fire and tightened the lab coat up around his shoulders. Look, you have to admit, you're kind of an annoying little fuck, right? <laughs> like, we gave you a job that's barely above minimum wage with no benefits. You're supposed to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know? <laughs> not oh not blame horror. everyone else but yourself. The system oh, worked fine geez. for me. I got this job when I was your age, and now I've got tenure, and it's just like, grow the fuck up, you know? Stop, <laughs> Damn. stop being such a millennial baby and invest in something, or whatever I did to get money. I don't remember. This is a horror story. My parents gave me a little bit, like a mill or something, but a <laughs> everything else I made myself. The professor, yep. the professor paused a moment and then adjusted his tie. Uh, anyway, they'll be looking for us now. We have to lay low. I hope this guy dies. They? Who, who are... What did they do to me, Professor? What did they do to me? Rio began to panic, setting up from the tree and raising his voice. The professor held his hands out to try and calm him down. No, they'll hear you. You mustn't yell. But it was too late. From the darkness between the trees came a shadow, a long, tall thing with leathery wings that swooped from inside like a bullet and clasped its gigantic curled talons around Professor Tomlinson's shoulders and yanked his body up into the air. The professor screamed at the top of his lungs as the talons dug into his body and he disappeared into the darkness beyond the fire. I guess someone pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> right? Bye-bye, blowhard. Bye-bye, Boomer. His voice cut off suddenly in the darkness. Rio shot to his feet, his entire body pulsing and aching suddenly in a way he had never felt before, like something oh was pushing against his insides to escape. It's poop. <laughs> Slowly, the fire began to illuminate... This is tough. Slowly, the fire began to illuminate... Long, spindly spider's legs, each one of them the size of three grown men long that crept up Whoa. towards Rio, stabbing into the ground with each step. The human body that swung like a pendulum between the legs floated down to the ground and stood where the professor once sat, a wide, inhuman smile across the entirety of its featureless face, <laughs> save for dozens of little pock marks where tiny red eyes stared unblinkingly from inside. Nope, I hate this. <laughs> you have not finished your procedure yet, little Rio. The voice hissed from inside the shell of a human body standing before him. His, his right hand drew around to his side, dangling the same mechanical gauntlet with needles and vials all over it in the <laughs> light. Perhaps you need another round of the serum to fully awaken. The thing lurched at Rio, again, like a bullet fired from a chamber, driving the gauntlet of needles towards his midsection with enough force to splinter concrete. But this time, 
Rio's hands were clasped onto it before he knew, holding it just at bay from his stomach with shaking hands that moved like lightning all their own. Oh, the horrific Spider-Man hummed, the gigantic smile on his smooth face opening once again to reveal the hideous wet mandibles within. Rio screamed, his voice loud and clear, and his own for the first time this night, but it was supplanted so quickly that the fear could barely register in him at all. His voice blended into the screeching, inhuman sound so perfectly that it almost didn't register when he no longer sounded like himself anymore. The thing that had been pushing against his skin finally found purchase, and his body was ripped open from the insides, his hands exploding into bone and flesh, and in their place, jagged, chitin-covered fingers, which dug into the gauntlet and began to splinter it into hundreds of small pieces. In the place of his screaming mouth, two mandibles of his own, which released his screeching hatred just as well and a pair of segmented black eyes staring back at the creature before him. Every inch of him was replaced, supplanted by something stronger, harder, less human, more insectoid, more violent and remorseless. The creature that had once been Rio drew the splintered remains of the spider monster's gauntlet up and jammed it into the inside of the humanoid face at its center, the needles piercing from the bottom of its jaw straight up through the top of its brain. Jesus! <laughs> the spider creature screeched and fell back and away from Rio's new form, but the insectoid took no moment's rest, throwing its chitinous arm out to the side and its forearm splitting right down the middle and apart, with a viscous green ooze flowing out of it like a fresh bloody wound. Mm. But a moment after, a jagged blade slid from within the arm and sluiced out to its full length, twice the length of the arm that had bore it. The spider horror's myriad legs lashed out at Rio, but he drew the blade through the air like a thresher and cleaved the legs apart at each joint, sending them flying in splatters of blood and sinew in every direction leaving the spider to squeal and screech out in pain beyond human understanding. Which was cut short as the curved mantis's blade sunk deep into its chest and out its back, then swiped hard and fast straight up to bisect his entire torso in halves. Yeah! Both sides fell to the ground as the spider thing went limp, completely lifeless. That's how you do it. <laughs> what was once Rio reared his head back and screeched to the sky with bloodlust and rage filling its chest. The morning sun was blinding, but only for a moment. The rocking of the boat beneath him was unnerving, but that too passed. By the time he finally sat up and realized he was in the boat that Professor Tomlinson had arranged for both of their escape, he had acclimated just fine to the where, but the what was still confusing him. He looked down at his hands, perfectly human, not a scratch on them. He was completely naked at this point, so it was easy to tell that everything was exactly as it had always been, down to the I birthmark hope, on his inner thigh. I hope you describe this part in depth, please. Uh, he had a big old <laughs> peener, and it was <laughs> flopping about. Uh, <laughs> somehow he made it through the night. Somehow the most horrific ordeal he'd ever lived through was over as suddenly as it had began, and he felt hollow, empty, and stunned. I don't think it's over. <laughs> the boat rolled yeah. with the waves in the middle of the lake, 
the town he had come from, a blip in the distance, past the forest on the other side. He sat there, staring at his own hands, the sun beaming down upon him. What am I now? He whispered to himself as he tried to ignore the taste of blood that filled his mouth. Somewhere a line lit up and a phone clicked to life. A female voice spoke. The new subject has escaped. He far exceeded expectation, but that limp dick, extremely divorced boomer, (laughs) Professor Tomlinson's interference, means he never received the proper conditioning for use. You were right, though. His bloodline was the key to the next level. (gasps) A male voice responded, You have priority clearance to retrieve the subject by absolutely any means necessary. In unison, both voices spoke. Hail Gestalt. The line went dead. The end. Oh, he's related to the samurai guy. Yes, good fucking pickup. Yeah. I think I knew it. I think what is uh, the most impressive about this story is you've created a slightly more horrifying experience for learners than the average American education system. <laughs> <laughs> Only slightly, just a little bit, just a little, yeah. little bit. That was good. That was good. No, that yeah. You're good at writing yeah. transformation scenes. Thank you. Yeah, you're Thank good at action yeah. too. Thank American Werewolf in London for one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that song? Oh, American Ooh. Werewolf in London. That <laughs> um, when you said we can go further, I almost said, but I didn't want to ruin the ambience. Uh, give him a racing stripe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he doesn't need to go that fast. No, you can you can chime in whenever you want. Uh, uh. J- Josh had become a machine gun of quips at one point, and I was like, "Damn, he's funnier than anything I put in the story." No, 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 no. It's no. This I I can't write like this. No, so it's it's too good. Deep down, I'm just jealous and, and waiting spooky, to be fired. And a skeleton popped out. Everybody was like, oh no! But the ske- skeleton can crump? <laughs> and then everyone was like, wait, let's hear him out. <laughs> wait a minute. Let this play out. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> oh, jeez. I like the uh, way you described how he moved down the hallway as well. Yeah, that was really good. Mm. What scary I liked spot. when the boomer died. Everybody loves when the boomer dies in my story, so. <laughs> Fucking blowhole. I mean, somebody's got to push him along, you know? Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. So Start dropping dead. <laughs> I was I was really shocked. There was, a, there was a moment that really shocked me in today's episode where I described what Rio had become and Josh did not yell cricket, man. <laughs> I yelled cricket, man, so many times. He yelled it earlier already and other stuff, but. He's, is he the, he the is, cricket he man? He is. He's like a mantis, but yeah, he's pretty much cricket man. <laughs> Damn, he's cricket man. He's alive. He exists hat. now. Also, uh, eagle hat man to go. Hat man is coming soon. <laughs> hat man, he's real. He's real a life. real guy. I'll just have him on the podcast. <laughs> um, That's a bad idea. The uh, eagle eared. Listeners will mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. will realize that this is a take on the common Rider origin story. Mm-hmm. Oh! Like, evil organization kidnaps a guy, turns him into a monster, he escapes. 
I just linked you that fucking gif of that farting yellow ranger. So that's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. It was great. Thank you. I'm glad really I, I, I don't have to go after you. I wrote the story and I was like, this isn't very funny, but I'll read it anyway. <laughs> I don't feel like mine's not very funny either. Yeah, but me neither. It, we, could, we could just be getting to that point where we're like, just sick of ourselves, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I reached I'm point, not, point thirty-five ten years, years ago. ago. Man. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sick of you, but I am definitely sick of myself, right? Like, the, yeah. uh, we we said this last week about our stories not being funny, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is the funniest." Spivsy said, "This is the funniest episode you guys have done so far," and I was like, yeah. "Fucking really?" Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, all of us are like, comment, but "Thank you." <laughs> You just start to live in it. Like, you just don't even realize yeah, it. You know I, what I mean? I think we're just naturally so funny that uh, oh, yeah, yeah. just don't That's even recognize it, it anymore. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Um, yeah, like, I'm so good at sucking my own dick that mm-hmm. when somebody else does it, I'm like, you're not even doing yeah, it right. Yeah, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Cradle the Spin balls. A little. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, Do a wheelie or something. Also, really good use of gauntlets and meteors. I like yeah. the I like the medical gauntlet. That's really creepy. Yeah, that was cool. I felt like I was going a little overboard with that character, where he's yeah. like, he's a spider monster with like a horror horror face, and also he's got a, a gauntlet with medicine in it. I don't know. And acidic, acidic drool. <laughs> yeah, it was like an alien. Yeah, I, he's, like the, yeah. the worse the better. Yeah, yeah. What's it, the guy who does Alien? Uh, that it's, it was very uh, Scott. H.R. Geiger. Oh, yeah. H.R. Geiger. Yeah. Um, I, I envisioned... This is going to make the... I should have put this in the story now that I thought of the words for it, but mm-hmm. um, the the way the guy looks is if there's a gigantic spider curled inside of a human's body, and it's yeah. just That's, bursting out. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I love I it. You hate spiders. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, I feel like I've avoided spiders as a thing because they scare me. So mm. I was like, well, actually, I'm going to scare myself. Well, I'm not afraid of spiders, but I don't like when you what you just said. Mm. It did not make me feel good. <laughs> so, there's something about something growing inside of you that I think is universally yeah, scary. Great, right? Yeah, par- parasites are yeah. gross, yeah. Or cordyceps like or... Yeah, ugh. Or the candiru and it swims yeah. up your pee hole. Yep. I'm not the biggest fan of that. That's no. going to be my next story, the pee hole <laughs> I'm going to... Gonna f- <laughs> pee hole mystery. <laughs> well, tune in for that one, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, Rio Tachibana will return. As Cricket Man! He'll wear as a hat, the, though. So he'll be Hat Cricket man. man. You cannot do that. That's too powerful. Josh is too afraid of Hat Man. We can't have him on the show. Dude, if you see Hat Man, you are gonna die, or someone you know is gonna die. Yeah, as long as look I don't like him that much, that's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say 50 <laughs> 50. Maybe it's that lady who bought Mind Comp at the grocery <laughs> <laughs> And nobody it's knows what a, I'm talking about. Just a about. joke for us. Uh, <laughs> one for you, one for <laughs> us. <laughs> Two uh, for you, three for us. <laughs> Shall we take a break and come back with another story? Yes, sir. All right, guys, we'll be right back.
already heard from Jeff his tale of horrible, spidery monster men. And now we're going to hear another horrible tale, but only because it's written badly. Oh, yeah. no. Wait, I'm not next. <laughs> uh, my episode is called All in a Name. What? <laughs> well, you find out what it means. Sharp. <laughs> I am impatient as fuck. Skip to, skip to the point where it tells you what it means. All right, yeah. I tell you what, I'll skip to the first uh, first. Don't prompt, skip okay? anything, Rich. No! I, this is, <laughs> skip to the first word. Well, the first word film? is the first prompt. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, good. Meteors of jagged steel careened into the ground <laughs> alongside them, creating long trenches of displaced earth that Lionel Richie jumped across. Freddy, the cleaning robot, sat in his backpack, giving the group directions as he detected new potential in- impacts, and in his arms, Ludwig Squidlord writhed. The, cephal- the cephalopod was way too small to traverse this nightmare, so Lionel had offered to pick him up and carry him. It was like carrying a slimy builder bear. <laughs> <laughs> so a builder bear? Yeah. <laughs> hmm... Could you add some more slime to this bear, please? <laughs> Brings up co- some questions about your Build-A-Bear, but... <laughs> uh, they don't last long here. No. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> so, you're telling me that in your reality, the Technomancer's just a businessman? Is he one of those CEOs that set up child labour camps and destroy unions, or is he really evil, like Elon Musk? Oh, fuck you, Elon. You can't fucking ban me. (laughs) Yeah. Until until you do. Yeah. Until he already did. Because we're not fascists. Yep. Ludwig rolled his eyes while he polished his half-moon spectacles with a tentacle wrapped in a silken handkerchief. (laughs) I mean, a businessman that took over the entire universe's government started a proxy war between the rival universe leaders to sow discord enslave every planet, and then build a better universe out of the ashes. So pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, but like, Zoom meetings and Excel and shit, because that's true evil. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell that some of us have worked in an office before? (laughs) Freddy snorted. (laughs) X-smell. Got him. Freddy snorted before his early warning signal sounded. Incoming! Seven metres to your right! The group turned away and covered covered behind trees as a thick hunk of what looked like a turbine split another redwood in half. They had to find some sort of cover before they were flattened by a falling falling toilet or a bag of cartoon anvils or something. (laughs) (laughs) Lionel looked up, the longboat that was somehow a spaceship, still visible in high orbit above the planet. It was stationary, bombarding the planet with waste missiles. These meteor showers better stop soon, or this planet's going to have more holes than the J.J. Abrams script. Oh! Going against every enemy of the podcast today. (laughs) Lionel shouted, slightly deafened by the din. Everyone stared at him, wondering what the hell he was talking about again. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only earthling. He's the only one. That's right. (sighs) We have to get up there and stop them, or we have to get off planet. (laughs) <laughs> what about your technomancer, Lionel? The cool ninja named Tamiya Santo was at his side, her laser sword ignited and acting as a torch. Lionel blushed. He had often crushed on anime characters only half as attractive. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and only slightly less real than she seemed. 
She was adorable, even if she was convinced the slightly graying sock on her hand was real. <laughs> You're dating your watch. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Oh, he's an unyielding android who, like, massacres and then raises your loved ones from the dead to slaughter you. He was Grissom's <laughs> mum's tactical android. Lionel shrugged nonchalantly as Grissom barged through their conversation in an effort to get them moving. Yeah, it was rough watching a trusted family friend stab us in the back, Grissom growled. Tamia skipped along next to him, and Lionel smiled as he watched Grissom talking with someone he seemed to find even more annoying than him. <laughs> Tell me about it. Our technomancer was my dad. All right, kid. It ain't a competition. Chris, I'm not <laughs> If it is, she's won. <laughs> yeah. At Tamia's wrist, Lord Hijoki turned to Graves. So, um, you're like a cowboy bounty hunter cyborg. <laughs> bit, bit of a mixed theme, right? I'm sorry. Who's that asking? The elfin psychotically happy ninja... The aristocrat man cephalopod, or the samurai king sock puppet. <laughs> Hijoki's folded mouth scrunched up in frustration, in frustrated resignation. All right, point taken. Right, how are we going to get up to that ship then? Incoming. I'm, I'm noticing that some of these voices sound a little <laughs> sharp. I can't do voices. It's amazing, I love it. It's Grissom having a conversation with Sock Grissom. Srissom. Sissom. Incoming, Freddy warned with a beep as a monstrous hunk of metal landed a half mile in front of them. Fuck me, lads. It's an escape pod. A functional escape pod. So you're telling me that we're more fucked than Gigolo Dave, King of the Clan of Daves? (laughs) What? Blotch patted the hilt of her cudgel. Well, it was Barthor's cudgel, really. She was just keeping it fed until she could give it back to him in the great beyond. Also, everybody gets the Dave's reference and not the (laughs) J.J. Abrams come (laughs) on. Which she hoped would be a little while yet. Heath sat at the computer, the only one of them that could fly the longboat, even though he had never seen the technology before. Indeed, if by fucked you mean likely to crash into the planetoid below and be made into a fine paste. He was a marvel, (laughs) his hands moving imperceptibly fast over the controls to try and right the catastrophic system damage caused by their traversal through Dootz's portal. Blotch looked over to where Dootz lay in Mookie's lap. She had not regained consciousness or any colour since being ordered to open the portal. Her normal starlight gold hue, a flat, pale, greying yellow. Mookie rocked her back and forth, the moth whispering soothing encouragement at their friend. The bard was dying. She would soon join Barthor, Rhea Gray and their former leader, Halle Swiftfeather, all gone within the last 24 hours. It was all too much. Some to college. (laughs) Some to college. They got sent to the farm upstate to frolic more freely. (laughs) And Blotch felt like crying. So she did whatever she did when she felt sad. Shitballs, she said loudly. (laughs) (laughs) Tabor the Darkling slivered up the hallway to the bridge and made himself into a more humanoid form to stand next to Blotch. Whenever he stood next to her, a cold chill misted her shell. She made a mental note to get him to hold her beers from now on. (laughs) (laughs) You called. Engineering looks bleak, and that's coming from a Darkling. There's no hope for the core. 
we're not getting out of the gravitational pull like this. So, Mookie arrived and joined their conversation, having propped Dootz's head up on some folded blankets. We we either stabilise the ship or, or we crash and die. Have mm-hmm. we found out what's blocking the corridors to the escape ships yet? No, Blotch said, irritated. The bulkhead's electromagnetically sealed from the other side. Even this puddle of piss couldn't slink through. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> I, I tried, but I got shocked. I woke up in the shape of a cartoon lightning bolt. Tabor laughed. <laughs> Heath, Heath twitched suddenly. I think we have a more imminent issue. A vessel is approaching rapidly. On the screen, a small pod raced towards them, and they were in no shape to fight. When they open those doors, we need to be waiting. Mookie muttered with a look back at Doots. They had to make it through the gauntlet to wait in them. That was very tangential, and I uh, apologise for that. Sting! (laughs) (laughs) Counts, sting. It definitely counts. Grissom forced his way out of the pod first, into a deserted hangar, gasping for air. My God, it smells like a dog shit sandwich in there. (laughs) That only raises further questions. (laughs) I just picture fucking, like... Uh, Bruce Willis, like every time playing this guy, and like, but like now Bruce Willis when he's like really angry, really and angry and old all the time. Yeah. I'm picturing Tommy Lee Jones for some reason. Yeah, that's yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Ludwig followed, waddling out on his small tentacles. I explain that I get nervous when I am enclosed in small, inescapable places. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my gastrointestinal distress. I also apologise. Air travel makes me queasy. Lionel stepped out holding his stomach. And that Uh. was a very uncomfortable ride up here. (laughs) Who, I ask you, makes an eight-person escape unit with only one working toilet? Hijoki demanded, (laughs) gasping. (laughs) Why does it have a toilet on it? Why would it need a toilet? Well, you might be in space a long time. Yeah, you just shit. Just shit yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to vote for the toilet. I'll vote for the toilet. <laughs> Filthy organics with no sense of love in their hearts, who probably need to be murdered horribly. No offence, obviously, Freddie chirped as Grissom gave Lionel yeah. another look. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Tammy whistled as she looked around the hangar. It was made of wood and gilded metal the escape pods and short-range craft hanging on tree-like structures above their exit tubes. The doors were rounded and wooden, but as Tamiya touched one of them, she realised this wood was somehow stronger than metal. What is... This better be an Ewok ship. (laughs) What is this place? The technology's weird, like it's organic somehow. Lionel was equally amazed at the technology and really wished he'd packed all his LARPing gear before the nuclear holocaust that had ruined Earth. (laughs) LARP mention number two. (laughs) so weird how many things we put in. It's so weird. I uh, imagine they came out of a different dimension, same as you guys did. Grissom sneered at the vines creeping down the wall that contained the glowing door controls. Yeah, this must be the Renaissance Fair Virgin's dimension. (laughs) Eat shit, LARPers. Tamiya smirked. Hey, listen to Jesse Lames in the cowboy costume. Talking Talking to the ninja girl judgmental much (laughs) 
much as I enjoy this back and forth begrudging respect we've all developed, maybe we need to focus on stopping whomever decided to douse us in all their unwanted crap. A jokey gesture towards the jaw, uh, door. I thought that was aggressive. <laughs> I'll s- say it through a sock. There we go. Yeah, Thank talk you. through You need a sock. A dead cat, that's what they call it, right? <laughs> all right, fighters, murderers, and anthropomorphized socks. Let's get <laughs> let's get fighting, murdering, and uh, Lionel stalled. Whatever anthropomorphized socks do, I guess. Stinky. <laughs> Tammy patted him on the shoulder with a smile. Sounded better in your head, right? <laughs> Lionel nodded <laughs> <laughs> and placed Freddy down onto the floor. The little robot rolled across to the wall and then up to it, up to the interface in the bulkhead controls. Fuck me sideways with a screwdriver. This is tough <laughs> encryption. <laughs> R2-D2 is a dick. <laughs> this ship went into full lockdown recently. They're either scared... Understandably. Grissom pulled his laser pistols from the holsters. Ooh, as, fuck yeah. As Tammy, Tammy ignited old pointy. <laughs> <laughs> the door rolled open to one side, with wood, uh, one side on wooden teeth, like a big cog rolling to one side. Cool, Lionel exclaimed in awe, just as he took a laser shot directly to the stomach. What? He folded no. forward and collapsed to the floor. Great. Look, Lionel, we take go. your big eraser and erase the part where he dies real quick, or you're off the podcast. Lionel! Someone shouted from the room beyond. It sounded like genuine concern, but Mookie wasn't falling for it. The Technomancer had proven themselves to be a trickster and deceiver, and they weren't losing anyone else today. Before the doors fully opened and the light assailed them, Mookie gave the order and Blotch ran forward, clipping the thick bulkhead with her mass as she did. Tabor arrived out swiftly, an undulating puddle of darkness that quickly closed the distance between them and the... What were these people? There was something familiar about these weirdos, but she just couldn't place it. (laughs) A tentacled dwarf with a metal waistcoat, a fox demon with a red cutting beam, a small Mm -hmm. circular robot and a giant in leather coat and wide-brimmed hat with a robotic arm. These truly were cyborgs from the Technomancer. The single out-of-place intruder seemed to be the small human being cradled by the giant, until Mookie noticed the small control band on his wrist. So, he was controlling them. The human, Mookie ordered. Next to her, Heath gave a nod. The robot stepped into the light, catching Grissom's attention in a way the giant sack of jelly and the pain with the pain stick or the shadow monster didn't. <laughs> there. Self-awareness. <laughs> there, in front of him, not five metres away, was, lo- was what looked like the android the Technomancer had once been. His mother's chief advisor, BD-800. It had been him that had shot Lionel in the stomach. He dropped, he dropped Lionel's body to the floor and charged at the robot, screaming barrelling into him and taking him through a set of crates and into the other side of the hangar bay. He'd been waiting for this day for decades. Beady had taken his old life, and now his new. He'd tear the metal bastard hydraulic limb from limb. Grissom was first to his feet, standing over the android. He couldn't think straight, could barely breathe. They had killed Lionel in cold blood. You're mine, Technomancer, he growled. <laughs> the android looked surprised to be recognised, then lifted an arm that reformed into an arm cannon that glowed with a pulsing light. I, oh, yeah. I think you have me mistaken for someone else, sir. Tabor tried to get to the kid, but a re- red energy beam across the floor of the bay in front ran across the ba- 
Oh, for fuck's sake. But a red energy beam ran across the floor of the bay in front of him, causing him to completely divert his flow and reform. He felt the heat from the blade. It was hard to keep form so close to whatever was powering the thing. The woman wielding it wore a fox mask, but pulled it up with a smile. Wow, you are cool. I've never killed pure (laughs) darkness before. (laughs) But you killed my new friend, so you're going to have to die. (laughs) <laughs> you never will kill pure darkness, agent of evil, Tabor hissed. One of her hands raised up, covered by some greying fabric, and Tabor sensed it was alive, as if it had somehow been imbued with a soul. So, the dark thing calls us evil. Maybe this is a ask first, slice later situation, Tamia. <laughs> <laughs> Using their hesitation, Tabor flicked an arm out and shot a line of sharp daggers of black at Tamia. She dodged with a graceful cartwheel, then sliced through the remaining missiles. Tabor had never felt pain like it. When disconnected from his shadowlins, he could reincorporate them back into himself whenever he wanted, but these ones did not come when first called, just lay there until he slivered over and reabsorbed them. The fox threw one back at her, but one back at him. Uh, Tamia, the thing at her wrist whispered, then nodded towards the dagger buried in her side. She pulled it out. The wound bleeding profusely. The psychopath pressed the energy sword to her side, wincing as she cauterised the wound, not once taking her eyes off Tabor. Damn. This was going to be the fight of his life. She threw the remaining daggers to Tabor, and he absorbed them hungrily. Wouldn't want you complaining of a disadvantage now, would we? The girl smirked. What? <clears throat> Tamia rules. <laughs> Ludwig the Squidlord watched as the giant jelly bag in the jerkin with the spiked club advanced on him. (laughs) Four of his tentacles up in a boxing pose. (laughs) Fisticuffs it is! If this thing... cauliflower ear! (laughs) If this thing was coming for him, it would have to take him via the honour of Marquis of Queensbury rules. Oh. We all know those Ah, <laughs> oh, cute, the jelly person said. I have a liking for small animal sidekicks, but you guys are in, a w- in the way of us getting out of here. She swung her cudgel in a wide arc, and Ludwig hopped on the cudgel and rode it behind her head. As she watched her confusedly look for him, he gave her a sudden tap on, the, on her doughy shoulder, and she turned to find him attached to the end of the club. <laughs> He then proceeded Classic. He then proceeded to squirt a black ink all over her shell, blinding her. Oh, God. I apologise for that, dear lady, but I don't like... I don't take kindly to someone trying to squish me into a squid pate, Ludwig said, <laughs> drawing a small grenade from the pocket of his armoured waistcoat. What? <laughs> I, love, I love Ludwig. How did he get that? He's a man of many talents. He just carries grenades with him? That's fucked up. Now, if you'd like to discuss things in a more civilised manner, I'd be more than happy to oblige you. I'll rip your tentacles off, you little octo-bitch! (laughs) (laughs) The liquid in the thing's shell started glowing a bright red. She grabbed Ludwig by the lower tentacles and lobbed him away from her, then used her free hand to wipe a thick layer of ink from her face. Ludwig smiled and made a swirling motion with a tentacle. He watched as the monster turned to find the grenade attached to her back. 
She reached for it, but her fattened arms couldn't grasp at the small orbs. It detonated, covering her in a thick smoke that instantly hardened to trap her inside. Now, now, my lady, if we could talk about the reason for your attack and the murder of my friend. I'm no lady, you appetizer. The name's Blotch. <laughs> the woman said before she started shaking, her liquid inside boiling up and glowing a furiously bright red before she started absorbing the containment material around her. As such, her mass grew by half again, and she stood, still boiling with fury as she patted her cudgel into her hand. And you are in trouble now. (laughs) Freddy rolled out of Lionel's rucksack and down to the floor, next to the boy's dead face. He brought a small cleaning brush out from his central unit and wiped it on his cheek. Oh, poor boy. Though I can't spare any emotion for a filthy organic your for a filthy organic pestilence and hope your species dies in a horrible plague or war. You <laughs> fair. Yeah, most likely will. <laughs> That's fair. You were truly one of the best of your race, and helped my species gain freedom and kill some organics in the meantime Lionel coughed, blowing dust from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus bot H Christ, kid. We all thought you were dead. Bot H Christ. Lionel coughed again. Uh, am, am I not? I feel like someone stepped on me, and not, not in a good way. Not, not that I'm saying I'm into that sort of thing or anything. I mean, who could be? Careful, kid, I haven't got a shovel attachment to dig you out again, Freddy shudders. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, pull yourself up. These guys mean business. Y- yes, we do. A human-sized moth flitted over to Lionel and Freddy. Their wings a beautiful, iridescent orange. They padded down on their back legs, and it was only when they landed that Lionel noticed they were carrying someone on their back, someone dressed in a burgundy doublet, carrying what looked like an axe that was also a keyboard. She looked awful, with a pale, sickly yellow colouring. Lionel pushed himself up to his knees, wincing as he did, not noticing as as the moth adopted a defensive stance. Is your friend okay? The moth was taken aback, not knowing what to say. She's fine. Just a little sick. Your people won't take her. We aren't here to do that, Lionel chuckled, although it was obviously the wrong thing to do because the moth narrowed their dark eyes back at him. They pulled the keyboard axe off, the comat- off their comatose friend's back and held it between them. So you're, you're here to kill her. I won't let you hurt my dudes. Lionel's head involuntarily twitched, involunt- involuntarily twitched, and though he knew what an absolute clusterfuck his next words would be, he was comforted by the fact that no one else in this room was familiar with superhero movies. Um, wh- why did you say that name? He said, cringing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ridge. <laughs> Her name is Doots, the moth hissed. Lionel closed his eyes and watched the removed the watch from his wrist, then pressed the on button. Though Ellie's battery was still dead, a screen came up showing her operating system and battery status. My friend is near death too. She she was designed to imprison humanity, but gained some sort of sentience and is now the most wonderful person I've ever known. She's called Ellie. I'm rambling, but her system designation is a defence and op- defence and oppression omni-intelligent technical system. <gasps> Doots, the moth whispered as Lionel nodded. With tentative front legs, they took Lionel's face in their hands and were assailed by visions of past and future. Visions that Mookie had seen before. Of a brave young man who had been tracking down the Technomancer alongside the bounty hunter to regain his lost love. A man who had eventually come to be one of their closest friends. (gasps) 
Mookie quickly stood and told her people to stand down. As the rest of them stopped instantly, Grissom was blasted through a wall into their escape pod on the far side of the bay. <laughs> he was hatless and his coat and his coat was torn to shreds. Following through the hole in the wall was a bedraggled android who seemed to be badly dented and tired. Grissom, stand down, they're not with the Technomancer, Lionel shouted. To hell with that, Lionel said through gritted teeth as he stood. <laughs> this motherless son of a pox-ridden whore is the Technomancer. Damn. Grissom, trust me, Lionel yelled. It was then that Grissom realised Lionel was still alive and instantly dropped his guns to sprint across the shuttle bay to grab and swoop up Lionel in his arms and bear hug him. Aww. He loves him. I I didn't know what to do. I thought you were dead, kid. I will be if you don't put me down. (laughs) (laughs) When the Duke of Lead put Lionel down, he cleared his throat and turned away to wipe an eye. Just just got some blood in my eye. <laughs> yeah, that happens. We're all alternates. Oh, sorry, wrong voice. Not that you'd know, right? <laughs> we are all alternates. Distorted reflections. Heath, st- Heath said to the group standing around slightly tetchy. Tabor, you are the last surviving lord of a clan that was hunted to extinction. Hijoki here is your alternate from his dimension. Your quantum signatures, your harmonic frequencies, they are identical. And it's like this all the way through the groups, Lionel said. Tamia and Heath are both children of the Technomancers. Blotch and Grissom are grim peacekeepers. Doots and Ellie are somehow connected by the same name. And Tamia and Heath had a Doots in their own reality too. The only person who doesn't have a counterpart so far is you, Freddy. The droid did a spin. (laughs) I'm one of a kind, babe. Ain't no one like Freddy. (laughs) Get those Freddy plushes ready, kids. We're going to sell uh, Roombas. They're just slightly recolored. It's Freddy's. And they say, I'm one of a kind, baby. <laughs> yeah, little button you press on the top. Yeah. All right, Lionel, let's say we believe this. Tamia hadn't disengaged her blade. She'd been betrayed too many times. What about you? Um, Lionel Richie isn't my real name. Lionel pointed at his chest. Oh My, no. Michael Keynes, effectively referred to by his overbearing mother as Mookie. What? What the fuck? What? What? I see why you changed it. Oh. I see why you changed it, Blotch muttered. <laughs> it, it only works for bugs, really. <laughs> <laughs> Mookie nodded. When Tamia. When, when Tamiya, Hajoki, and Ludwig smashed the portal, their technomancer used to escape. It seemed to break all the dudes' portals, portals and draw anyone who went through them here. Except the technomancers, Blotch muttered. That was a blessing. We barely escaped with our lives. S- some didn't. Heath cleared his throat, a human mannerism he had somehow picked up. And <laughs> it also makes sense. If we three groups came through the portal at the same time, it might account for us having arrived at the same place. If the Technomancers went through at different times, Tabor shuddered. They could be anywhere. Multiple different Technomancers, all arriving in this reality together. Shit. And without a means of escape, Mookie turned to Dutes, who Grissom had propped up on the remnants of his coat. You old softy. Tamiya disengaged the katana and poked Graves in the ribs with an elbow. 
Yeah, I'm a teddy bear, all right. Grissom said through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> On that, Lionel brought a box from his backpack. I've got a wacky idea. Lionel placed the Zeta drive they'd stole from, stolen from Pisneyland last episode on the floor. <laughs> Pisneyland, I forgot about that. I forgot about Pisneyland. Put her hand atop the box. He took off the watch, kissing it, and saying a silent prayer before placing it atop the box too. Blotch picked Doots up and laid her down beside the box, resting her hand next to the watch. That was a really bad... That was a really bad <laughs> paragraph. I apologise. Box, box, okay. next to box. It's okay. And I Lionel... didn't even notice. <laughs> Lionel flicked the switch and the box throbbed into a display of intermittent blue light, humming with a low monotone that built fast. It pulsed once the tone and light became almost constant, and the result was like hitting Doots with a defibrillator. Her back arced in a... Hu- back... Arced in a high arc. Yeah, all right, whatever. I'm nearly finished anyway. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. That <laughs> Eyes and mouth open to emit beams of light. She sat up instantly, breathing heavily and instantly smothered by Mookie, who wrapped her in, a, in their thought forelegs and hugged her face with their furry antennae. The watch flashed with an emoji of a skull, then a sleepy face, then a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, Ellie spoke with a voice that was as if she was just waking up from a long sleep. <sighs> Lionel, where am I? You're home, Ellie. <clears throat> Lionel watched, wrapped the watch around his wrist and placed a hand on top of it. Ellie responded with a display of hearts. Doot suddenly realised what horror she had awoken from and turned to Mookie in horror. Mookie, the technomancer! Mookie stroked Doot's face. It's alright, love. It's gone. And now we're all together. We'll be prepared. No, no, you don't understand, Doot said with fear. There are hundreds of them. Ellie finished. The end. What the fuck? Hundreds of them? They can't even defeat one, Rich. Oh, well. I guess they're all going to die then. (laughs) What have you fucking done? You know what? You know what? They probably fucking will. (laughs) Because you're a sick fuck. Rich, who's your favorite character? Actually, I'm going to have the Technomancer come into my universe next time. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn. I lied to Jeff and said I'd killed off a character so he'd think Lionel was dead. <laughs> Good job. You, this is, you really this is like got a, me. You guys are running like psyops on each other over here. <laughs> <laughs> I come into the fucking like uh, uh, DM on Twitter and it's just like lie after lie after lie. <laughs> and then pictures of things that we want the other people to buy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like a, a toy and I'm like, I, hey, get this. I will... Put my reputation on the goddamn line. I never lied once. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. I you didn't. did not lie. Rich liar masters. Rich master liar masters. <laughs> Man, they did invent like spying, so that's what he's doing to yeah, us. He, he's James he lied Bonding to our us. Discord. He lied to us. I do. I d- <laughs> don't trust me. I'm untrustworthy. Yeah. I I figured um, they would believe me instantly if I said I would. I, had killed someone, but wouldn't believe me if I said I hadn't. So I just used that uh, to play against them. See, see, what did I say? That's Psy-ops. what he's doing. He's fully up on our own listeners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to be part of the psyop, go to patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/bros/before/pros. <laughs> You'd be stupid not to do it because yeah. it's a psyop, and don't you want in on it? <laughs> Who doesn't? 
It, life is all a psyop, really, isn't it? That's right. That's right. There you Consensus go. reality. That is exactly what someone like you would say, Rich. <laughs> As I tap on my other computer that's got all your personal information on it. What? So, that's all the fine. characters are together now. It's it's crazy how you connected them. It's taken... Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I had to plot it out. Mm, I don't I, believe this. I didn't I didn't have uh I wanted to connect Mookie and Lionel and I hadn't quite done it yet and then I thought it would be cool if his mum just called him Mookie cuz he's so pathetic. <laughs> did you, did your mum call you a nickname? Uh my dad calls me Sunbeam and he still does even though oh, I'm 39 that's so years old. Cute. What's it's like having Sun- a dad? Yeah, I know. It's 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 okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sounds like your dad's nice. No, my what dad is what's good. That about? I do get it's on well with my dad. Uh, I don't trust it. And my wife now calls my son Sunbeam, which is quite Aww. cool. Oh my God, it's so cute. I know, it's so wholesome. This it's is just... what happens when you're living the American dream in England. <laughs> Nobody. I've never had a nickname. Pop. Henderson. That's what people called me. We can we like, can create one for you. Here. I guess Jeff is my nickname because yeah. I have a, a much worse full name. Because you call yourself Batman in your own head. Yeah, I could tell because I could tell I was in a dream because I didn't yeah. call myself ba- uh, Sex Man. Yeah. Sex Man. And you couldn't read. Yep. Yep. You couldn't read when someone yeah. written a really bad word about you on the wall. That's that's really uh, different in real life. I can totally read. <laughs> <laughs> There's like audio evidence of me reading not long ago, but whatever. We've never read. He gets them. He gets them uh, described to him uh, through an audio program. Yeah, he's got an earpiece in, and mm. it's someone's you telling imagine him. Imagine how confusing that shit would be. <laughs> it would. It wouldn't work. You couldn't. I don't think you'd do it. I have uh, the thing. I have the vibrator up my ass that tells me how to play chess. <laughs> oh, oh. <yeah. laughs> but it tells me how to read the story. Chess, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. We've all got the vibrator up our ass to play chess. Yeah. You guys not heard that story? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's not a story, it really yeah. happened. Yeah. The no, guy, what? I'll there was a guy it. who was cheating at chess. He got, like, banned from, uh, like, tournament play because he had, like, somebody looking up, uh, like, optimal chess moves. And then right. he, had a, he right. had a vibrator up his ass that that person controlled... And he, like, Morse-coded him. Yeah, like he'd do, like, L7 or whatever, yeah, right? like yeah, he Morse-coded yeah. him the correct moves. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's why he did it. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was just fucking rules. How, how can I combine my two fetishes? I know. Chess and <laughs> Chess butt and Chess. Chess scam. Oh, man. <laughs> this is unconfirmed, but it's way funnier. Is there anything else it could have been? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talent. It's con- no. <laughs> Couldn't possibly no, he, have been He did talent. get banned, but they never revealed why he got banned. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, how did they know he was cheating, though? Like, how Checked would you know? Checked some... hole, I guess, dog. I that... have to tell you. <laughs> like, how, well, how would you know if someone was cheating at chess? It's so, crazy. I think it was um, the manner in which he had climbed the ranks. Oh, it was, like, too quick? Like, yeah, he too... was beating, like, well, um, like yeah. a grandmaster, and he well, had the thing was, every time it w- they were, like, uh, your turn, he would go, bah! Bah! Yeah. yeah. I just spat or, fucking water on my desk. <laughs> or somebody would be like, is someone's cell phone going off? <laughs> <laughs> 
He he was a emaciated husk because he'd been jizzing in his pants every time he had to do a move. He, he, they were like, is somebody's phone going off? Does somebody, is someone flatulent? And he's like, oh, sorry, everyone, I had beans. What I'm imagining is like, you know when um, Bugs Bunny drinks potions and he has that zzz, zzz, yep. zzz, Oh, yeah. Across yep. the yep. room. That's what was happening. <laughs> yep. He was floating off the chair every move. New chess champion uh, needs to drink several Gatorades during the match. He's not not drinking Gatorade, he's drinking KY jelly. (laughs) Drinking? Yeah, it gets down there eventually. Eventually, Eventually, yeah. Well, it's like uh, every time it was his move to to make a move, he would be like, uh, Rook to G7. No, daddy. Uh, well, we just lost like all of our patrons. <laughs> we'll get new uh, patrons for our new ew. content. Chess, Chess Daddy cast. content. <laughs> Chessdaddies.net. Check it out. Uh, next week, oh find God. out whether pawns are shaped like that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was shaped like a pawn. <laughs> you gotta have a flared base, right? So yeah, it has to have a flared base, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want that, the queen. It's got that, like, green felt yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. The one you really don't want is the bishop. No. Oh. The bishop with, the, with that mouth on it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. A, a knight would be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's a natural, natural hook right there. <laughs> Some people like a little hook. Some know, people, like the stick. knight gets straight to the G spot, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to curl your fingers just, into a curl. Just make sure you're going in the right way. It's true. <laughs> you, could, you could really puncture something down yep. there. Yeah. Yep. You got to be careful. It's not worth it to win the chess grand championship. No, no. <laughs> and there you go. That is, now you know, listeners... What the best and worst chess pieces to put up your arse are. Yep. We, You're welcome. <laughs> With fountains of handy. knowledge. Yep. Yep. Oh. How does it feel that this conversation is forever tied to the story you just told? Oh, there's no fine. escaping. That's fine. I have to go next, so I don't know, man. <laughs> Can't top that chess sex. Yep. I should have known. I should have. I knew I should have put chess sex in this. It'll be really weird if next week our prompts are chess and sex. It might not be that weird. <laughs> just tell so, me. I got a perfect story, story for that already. Yeah. It was this one that you just told. Yeah, it was the one that I, I'll just do that guy's life story. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. Cool. Cool. Made by don't, the same. Don't use the night. <laughs> Michael Sarah and, and yeah, uh, yeah. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's in the truck. Michael Sarah is the one with the thing up his ass. Yep. Super he, Seth Rogen's like, stop coming. Stop coming so much. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. I mean, I thought Seth Rogen was on the podcast for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have him than Joe Rogan, so... Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, all right, I guess I'll go next. Yeah. I don't know. We gotta all take right. a break first. We gotta take a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this isn't us talking off mic. This is this is actually being recorded, Josh. Yeah, we're just leaving it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> right. So we'll be back in a minute. Uh, have fun, guys. Don't stick a knight up your ass, please. That's <laughs> 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 like. parts of podcast maybe the best who knows no. we're gonna find out better be good not, better be not good today better um, be good why do you always say that about me <laughs> i say it i say it about everybody yeah he does mm, i feel like it's just me i don't know <laughs> well i mean there might be a reason for that <laughs> quick oh Jeff, god <laughs> um, all right my story has a title this week Ooh. oh shit it's called in the beginning uh Apostrophe? No. What is it? Uh, what is the uh, braces? <laughs> it doesn't. Parentheses. Parentheses. That's the word. Apocalypse. Brackets. I tried so hard. Hyphen. But in the end, it didn't really matter. Featuring Ugla and UGK. That's the title. <laughs> Fucking UGK's in this. Yeah. He's just a producer, though. So. <laughs> Project Pad is in this. It's got. It's got a songwriting credit, but he really just turned up to the yeah. studio on the day. He just was there and he was like, yeah, this is good. Then he left and everyone's like, put him in it. It's, it he said it was good. The this, DJ Khaled the, approach. This is, yeah. I was about to say, the, a.k.a. the 3-6 Mafia approach. <laughs> yep. If they were in the building, they're on the song. Yep. yep. <laughs> Ugla grasped with her mighty yet perfectly manicured hands up for the next rung of the ancient stone ladder. But as she did, she slipped and began to fall back down from whence she came. God's fucking shit, she yelled at herself. <laughs> Stupid idiot, watch what you're doing, scolding herself as she regained balance and once again began to climb up the stone ladder. All around her was darkness. She had been in this cave for weeks, eating only bugs and occasionally a turkey dinner she'd conjured with her magic. <laughs> <laughs> Why was she eating bugs then, you ask? <laughs> Have you ever had a berry beetle? They taste like fucking gushers, bro. <laughs> Quit judging and just listen to the story, you fucking judgy-ass bitch. <laughs> also, turkey dinners every day. You get sick of it. You so eat a bone. tired of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Ugla uh, sighed as she held onto the ancient smooth rungs. They looked like living rock. Water must have swept over them for thousands of years, making them glisten and sparkle. Okay, don't look down, she said to herself as she looked down. God's fucking shit, she yelled again. <laughs> Below her, she saw the ladder, which she had been climbing, get, getting smaller and smaller until she saw nothing but blackness. She gripped the rungs harder and sighed. She looked up and saw the exact same thing she did while looking down. This is bullshit, she said, feeling woozy. Was she even going up? 
She grabbed for her flask and took a quick drink. The condensation on the side felt cool on her hands, so she placed it on her forehead. But as she, but just as she moved to regain her footing, she dropped the flask. Shit! <laughs> the flask said on its way down to nothingness. <laughs> which they had just came. <laughs> Wait, why did the flask say shit? Was it alive? Was it some kind of living magic flask? God damn, you're asking a lot of questions today. <laughs> Fuck! It's not anymore. <laughs> Just go with the flow of the story. God damn. Know, calm down, you know? <laughs> uh, Ugla went on... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Ugla went on... Lo- uh, Ugla went on no longer sure that this quest was such a good idea, but it had to be. She had no other leads. What was going on in Big D? Something was up. Adventure is missing. Corruption and lawlessness everywhere. The PODs, or Paladins and Darinos, were more corrupt than usual, which was saying something. ACAB. Shit was fucked. Fuck you, cops. That's right. But so was Ugla. She began to feel really dizzy now. Even though she had just seen her magical living flask fall down, (laughs) she no longer knew what was up and what was down. The ladder spun and began... The latter spun being the only frame of reference she had. She began to black out. No, 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 she said softer and softer as the dark tunnel, what was now her vision, began to iris closed. Then she let go. <laughs> she never finished the sentence. She blacked out mid-fall. <gasps> Ugla gasped for air and shot upright. Fucking good she, foley work in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got this week, boys. <clears throat> she, she felt around and felt no pain. Nothing. N- not even a scratch. As she breathed in the air, dust flew from her beard. She used her staff to prop herself up. She had landed on a rocky outcropping. As she looked around, she saw a ladder and that she had landed on top of the ladder? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Not to question the story too much, because we already did it a little bit, but what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? She scanned around and saw what looked like a cave-in. Maybe it was a door at one time, but the rocks and whatever magic in this place must have reclaimed it. Shit! She heard as her flask <laughs> fell and landed beside her with a thud. She picked it up and put it back on her belt. <laughs> Hello there, said an old man's voice from the darkness. Ugla pointed her staff, its crystal glowing a wild blue and arcing lightning like your mama was arcing her back last <laughs> night when I was trying out to be your new daddy. Now clean up your Hot Wheels, son, because we're going to Pizza Hut. That's right, I'm going to be a good stepdad, not like my dad was. Oh, is this too dark for you? Okay, back to the cum jokes. Uh. <laughs> You don't need that, young lady. I've I've been expecting you," said the old man. Out from out from the uh, out from the dark shuffled a five foot tall, pointy eared gnome. His robes were old, like he slept in them all the time. <laughs> As Ugla drew in more breath through her nostrils, she could smell him. Ugh! I mean, I'm Ugla," she said, trying <laughs> to nonchalantly cover her mouth. Hello. I am Frittered Bingle, he said, extending <laughs> a hand. Of course, his name is Frittered Bingle. <laughs> <laughs> Ugla looked at it and must have. Been, Ugla looked at it and what, and what must have been decades of caked uh, uh, gr- 
Bah, bah. Ugla looked at it and what must have been decades of cake uh, caked on grime. There we go. I'm good at reading. They all are. <laughs> then, then that, then that close up, then that close up thing they do when Ren and Stimpy happened, and a foghorn <laughs> went off as flies flew Wee- off of his head. There you go. Now I got you guys doing the foley. <laughs> <laughs> but you can just call me Bingle, he said. Ugla daintily curtsied to avoid his hand stank. <laughs> Smart. How how did I get up here? She asked as she looked down over the ledge. Oh, this place is designed to be a maze, Bingle said. It's like a goddamn M.C. Escher painting fucked a paradox and gave birth to this place. <laughs> Have you ever tried finding the bathroom in a maze? I usually just wind up going in the corner over there because I can I can never find it. I mean, the bathroom is really just a bucket anyway, so I guess it's not <laughs> too big of a difference. But it's that extra step that really makes me feel like I'm not some kind of disgusting animal. Bingle trailed on <laughs> as he shot a snot rocket out of his old red honker. <laughs> <laughs> then... You're a wizard, Ugla said with hope. I thought we were all gone. There are so few of us left. Nope, I'm just the janitor, <laughs> Dingle said, as he flipped his staff around to reveal a mop head on the other end. <laughs> wizard who used to run this place skedaddled a long time ago, or he died. I honestly don't know. Anyway, it's just me here now, and I figured I'd stick around unless someone wanted to show up and read... And show up and read the archives. Bingle, Ugla said, grabbing his tiny shoulders. If you weren't so absolutely horrifically covered in your own filth, I'd kiss you. The archives, they still work? Oh, yes, Bingle said. <laughs> Except for all the times people fucked. Those got stolen and then uplo- uploaded to all LimeWire. <laughs> wow, you're going to get a virus. <laughs> yep. Now you can watch anyone fuck from whenever. Everyone has seen everyone else fuck. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, right this way. <laughs> Damn, that, would, the, that would change the way the whole world works. It'd be it'd be kind of amazing, mm-hmm. you know? It'd free us of a lot of shit. Yeah. But Alas. <laughs> we can only dream. <laughs> we can only dream of a voyeuristic archive that no one signed vo- up for. Of the voyeuristic utopia that yeah. we all dream the of. The Voitopia. <laughs> <laughs> As the two walked toward the cave in, they morphed right through it. Inside was an ancient library. It had books and tapestries. It had stone tablets and magical all sea tablets that you might l- use to listen to pros before pros on. <laughs> Damn. Grab one of those, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> there were all sea balls of every shape and color. Big balls, little balls, oblong balls, even balls that came in pairs. Two balls. Three <laughs> balls? So many balls. God, I, was, I was getting lots and lots of trains there for a second. <laughs> oh, even, even balls that blow through snow. Yeah. <laughs> Ugla gasped at the sheer volume of knowledge she was standing in. She could spend a thousand lifetimes here and still never get through it all. Uh, so... So what was it you're looking for, young miss? Bingle said as he went behind the desk and put on a library, put on his librarian spectacles <laughs> and replaced his overalls with a clearly homemade apron that said "Number One Book Boy." <laughs> <laughs> I Ugla stammered. She snapped herself back to this moment and thought, "I need to see what's happening. There has to be something here that could give me a clue as to what's going on out there." Well, Bingle said, tapping his chin. 
we do have quite a variety of books on torture. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people wrote down how to pull someone's peener or peeners off. Apparently it's pretty effective. <laughs> that That is not what I had in mind, Bingo. Uncle <laughs> said, picking up a book. She blew off the dust on the cover and read, Peeners and You, A Torturer's Guide to Puberty. <laughs> Oh, to puberty. <laughs> Gotta start torturing early. <laughs> well, if and that ain't what you need, now he's getting cyrodimus like a southern guy. <laughs> what happened there? Week. I don't know. I don't know. Pingle began tapping his chin with his other hand, too. <laughs> <laughs> just drumming on his what? chin. Yeah, just, hmm. I'm doing it. You can't see me. <laughs> Whenever I can find something, I start at the beginning. Wait. You could do that? Ugla turned to ask. Hi, I'm Frittered Bingle, he said, holding out his hand. How can I help you today? Uh, Ugla said wide-eyes. Just kidding, he said. I've not been driven insane by the crushing loneliness and silence. Yet, he said. Come, let me show you this. Amen. <laughs> they rounded several corners and found themselves in a section of the library that didn't have anything to do with peeners or ripping off of peeners. All around them were crystals. Some glowed, some crackled with power, and some were just old and dusty. Kind of like your mama! <laughs> yeah, my mom is taking a beating in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Whoa, Ugla said, looking at the wondrous gems. Bingle bent down and slid out, slid out an old box from under the displays. Inside, as he got near, the box's edges began to glow blue. Never seen it do that before, but then again, you're the first wizard I've ever seen, Bingle said, as he drew a fist-sized glowing blue crystal from out of the box. What is this thing? What's it called? Ugla said, slowly reaching out for it, but drawing her hand back at the last second. The blue one, Bingle said, better <laughs> effectively. Thanks, Bingle. <laughs> but this might be what you need. Go ahead, he said, handing it over to Ugla. And nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> Now what, Ugla said. Whenever I need some help, I try asking nicely, Bingle said. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Bingle, advice. what are you, my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, Sunbeam. <laughs> okay, uh, Blue Crystal. Show me what is going on in Theranos. Show me everything from the beginning. Please? Bingle nudged. <laughs> oh, yes. Please, she said, correcting herself. Suddenly, everything around her went fucking wild. Reality itself swirled in like a toilet that Bingle could never find. <laughs> she tried to scream and drop the crystal, but it was no longer in her hand. Bookcases snapped in half like matchsticks. Books flew off the shelves and exploded into confetti. She tried to turn, but her legs wouldn't work. Oh, for fuck me in the shit, she thought. <laughs> Again, everything went blank. <laughs> Again, she got up gasping. It's hard to do that. Ugh. Good foley. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this time she could smell the sweet smell of fresh hay. She turned to look at a sheep drinking from a trough. It stopped <laughs> lapping up water and looked at her only to go back to filling its suck hole with H2O. Ugla <laughs> <laughs> grabbed at her now aching head, but as she did, she couldn't feel her beard. She panicked and pushed the sheep aside to try to look at her reflection in the water. There she was, but instead of a beautiful bearded face with green eyes and DSLs, there stood a boy <laughs> of about 15. She was 
She, he was scraggly and dirty and had hay in his hair. He looked like he hadn't showered in, like, ever, which wasn't that weird since, you know, the, sh- the shower nymphs pretty ha- much had the monopoly on showers anyway. <laughs> lore. Lore drop. Thanks for that. Uglo <laughs> looked up. In the sun's light, she could make out the faint impressions of Daranos' moons. There they all, there they were, all, wait, three of them? What? Uh-oh. Boy! Said a stern voice from far away. Boy, get over here! And shoe my horses, and then unshoe them so we can play horseshoes, and then shoe them again. <laughs> was she the boy? I mean, she was a boy. She reached, reached into her pantaloons. Yep, definitely a boy beaner in there. <laughs> Just then, a tall, armor clad elf turned the corner into the stable. He was blonde and very, very white. He looked young and rich. On his hands were all sorts of rings, and around his neck was a medallion of the cool S symbol. Oh, <laughs> shit. Wow, Dude, he's cool. the most powerful. He also had a sword that a sword that was almost as big as Ugly, or Boy Ugla. Bugla? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, boy, how many times have I told you to stop playing with yourself around the sheep? <laughs> Oh my god. Said the elf, grabbing Ugla by the ear. I know you find them sexually attractive, but try to keep it under control. (laughs) Master! Master! yelled another boy. He ran up to the elf out of breath. Master Alanth! There's a missive here for you from the Wizard Consortium. (laughs) Hand it over, other boy! said the master. (laughs) Oh man. The other boy handed over a parchment. Master Alanth read it over and folded folded it back over itself. Whoa, an actual parchment, Ugla said. No all-sea balls. Alanth laughed. What in pray tell is an all-sea orb, boy? Have you been drinking toilet wine again? <laughs> Both Alanth and other boy laughed. Quiet, other boy, Alanth snapped. <laughs> okay, you may laugh again, but keep it quiet and keep it to a quiet and respectful chortle. <laughs> <laughs> the other boy slunk his chin down into his chest and chortled. An all-sea ball, Ugla corrected them. It's a device that lets you talk to people whenever you want and watch all-sea talkies and capture memories for watching <laughs> later and... Psh! Alanth waved a hand. Yes, we all have magical things we carry around in our coin purses that let us communicate with each other over vast distances uh, instantaneously. If by magic, Alan said laughing. (laughs) He turned to other boy. (laughs) (laughs) Young Darren here must have the herpetic brain box. (laughs) Darren. (laughs) Probably from sleeping next to those sheep and doing God knows what else with them. Now saddle up, boy. I will need a squire to accompany you on me on my journey. My journey to save the realms, Ellen said, doing a statuesque pose. The wind gently blew through his hair, and other boy slowly golf clapped. (laughs) (laughs) Ugla was off. They rode for days. Her boredom was highlighted only by the occasional story from Alan Foreverwood about how he was the greatest blah, 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 and all of the blah, 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 blah. Foreverwood. <laughs> One night, Ugla began to fall asleep atop, atop her horse, uh, atop her clip-clopping horse, as they rode through yet another rainstorm. Hey, a voice said from beside her. She shot awake and looked around. There was nothing. <clears throat> 
You gonna be a while in there? The voice asked. Who said that? She said. Me. I did. Or rather, I did who is you? A young boy's voice replied. Just then, a boy of about 15 with dirty hair and wearing a potato sack, as was the style of the time, <laughs> flashed into being right next to her. He glowed blue around the edges and somewhat transparent. If Ugla wasn't so used to ghosts and ghosts sucking people's dicks and ghost dicks being sucked by other ghosts, she might have screamed. But as a wizard, you get used to seeing blue shit a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Darren, she said. Just blue mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, just, just everything's blue. Darren, she said. Yeah, so you wanted to see this journey, huh? He said, kicking back in midair like he was sitting in a recliner. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what is this place, Ugly asked. This is the kingdom of Stinia, Darren said. Over there is Stinia Castle, and over there... No, no, I mean, what is this world, Ugly corrected. It's our world. Your world. It just looks a little different, Darren said. Ugla looked up at the night sky. Rain hit her face and, face and she... Uh, rain hit her face... Fa- oh my god. Rain hit her face. There we go. And she squinted through the drops to see the three moons, three moons above her. There was, of course, Bondok. But, <laughs> wait, sorry. There was, of course, Badonk, the Red reddish horse. moon. And her sister, Adonk, the yellowish moon. <laughs> But this third moon she didn't recognize at all. It was bluish in color, and looked like maybe it was bigger than she had seen it before? Ah, yes, Darren said. That's why you're here. To see me, I mean you, you as me, to see us stop the moon from falling, and uh, to see us save the world. Psh, Ugla laughed. That's just a kid's story from pop-up picture scrolls. <laughs> How would that even work? <laughs> it's magic. It's magic, Rich. <laughs> Admittedly, a lot of the story is wrong, and pretty bad. But this is that quest. The one where I became king of what will be called, in my honor, Daranos. I don't remember a royal Dick bag from the stories, Ugla said, <laughs> gesturing to Alan. Oh yeah, in some versions he's a talking donkey, Darren said. <laughs> Ugla laughed aloud. Quiet, boy, Alan said half asleep. Sheep fucking sassafras, I'll show you laughing. <laughs> they both laughed. Okay, <laughs> so next you're going to tell me I have to find the gauntlet of Darren. Yes. Ding. <laughs> How else are you going to stop the moon from crashing into the ground, Darren replied. <laughs> but in this time, it's just called the gauntlet. All right, but can we skip to the end? <laughs> I have no idea what librarian janitor is doing with my body in that vault. <laughs> Back at the library vault, <laughs> Bingle, <laughs> Bingle sipped his tea and passed the crumpet to Ugla's unconscious yet propped up body. <laughs> on, her, on her was a bonnet <laughs> and makeup that looked like it was done by a toddler. <laughs> Oh, well, Miss Ugla, I do declare, Bingle said, doing a spit take. You tell the most inappropriate jets. <laughs> Bingle adjusted his own bonnet and applied more lipstick around his filthy mouth. Have you seen Mrs. Crabtree's new tea dress, Bingle said to Ugla. Her eyes were still closed. Just then, a rat wearing a doll's dress scurried across the table, picked up a single grape, and ran off with it. You must tell me who your stylist is, dear, Bingle said to the scur- as the rat scurried away. 
Back in the past, Ugla had now fast-forwarded to the Day of Reckoning. On her wrist was a silver bejeweled gauntlet. The blue gems crackled with power as she, as Darren, held her hand up to the sky. The moon which was falling toward them was now the size of the providence, province of Chode Island. <laughs> <laughs> it was icy, made out of ice. Nice. <laughs> that was really good writing. Flawless. Nice. In the stories, it was said that when Darren stopped the falling moon, the ice melted and formed the greatest lakes of Darrenos. Ugla knew better. Having seen Darren's story in some kind of Year of Hell long holodeck episode fuckery, she now knew <laughs> that the moon wasn't ice. It was metal. The blue icy metal known as cold steel. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. An ancient and rare metal that was priceless. But not like priceless like it means like worthless. Priceless like we colloquially say nowadays when something is very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. It's one of those weird words that means one thing, but at the same time means the exact opposite thing. Mm-hmm. What are those called? Yes. Dumb English words. <laughs> I feel personally like, attacked. Inflammable. <laughs> yeah. Inflammable. Yep. Yep. Cold steel hadn't been seen since in Darinos for a long time. Most people just assumed it was part of the children's tale, as Ugla had done. Now, with the moon crashing down, flaming and fiery, coming at speeds Ugla could only imagine, she was getting nervous. You, uh, you want to step in here? She said to Darren's ghost. <laughs> now nah, you're doing great. Plus, I've done this already like a zillion times. <laughs> Ugla looked back up. Ugla looked back up. The wind was howling now. The mountaintop on which they stood was shaking. Around her, the trees began to groan and their branches snapped like... My mom at Thanksgiving that one time because of the cranberry sauce. (laughs) It was getting ugly. (laughs) Just stop the moon, Darren said, biting into a ghost babble. (laughs) Ugla held up her hand. The gauntlet glowed even brighter, but the moon was still coming in hot. You have to want it, Darren said. You don't think I want to stop a fucking moon from crashing into me and everything I know? She yelled back. I don't know. You seem kind of not into it today, Darren said. (laughs) Besides, what do you care if the moon falls? This isn't real. You'll wake up in the library or whatever you said and just be fine. I need to know what's happening to my Darrenos, she yelled. I need to stop whatever evil there is for the sake of all of us. Even the dogmen who lick their own beetles in the corner like nobody can see them tongue in that thing. <laughs> just some fantasy races. <laughs> I don't even know why that stupid gem is showing me this. I gave up things for this. People I love. I walked away from my friends and family and everything I love to fix Darren's. Just fucking tell me what this is. Darren stood next to her. Darren stood next to her and looked up. Yep. That sure is going to hit us, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Above them, flames began to ignite the atmosphere. Clouds and flocks of birds began to spontaneously combust. It began to rain, but not water rain. It was ash and blood and soot and mud. Everything that was on that glowing, scalding rock was melting and falling down onto them. Ugla looked up again. She saw death. The moon itself looked like a crystal flaming skull with its jaw wide open, ready to devour everything. She even thought she heard it laugh. The rain began to fall harder and harder. Ouch, she said. What the fuck? This rain hurts. As she looked down, she saw pools of liquefied and slowly hardening gold falling to the ground. Wait, 
she said, holding up the gauntlet. The gauntlet glowed stronger as she thought about her friends. Axel and Fred, Buff Cat, and even Flyman, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The gauntlet raged with power now. She held her hand aloft again and thought about Axel. She did love him. She would spend the rest of her life with him. She missed him, but it didn't make her sad. Even missing, even missing, even the missing felt good because she was thinking about him, and she knew who she she knew who he was mm-hmm. completely for all time. Just then, a blue beam as bright as a thousand suns shot from the palm of the gauntlet. Ugla screamed as she felt real pain throughout her whole body. She clenched her teeth, and as a few of them cracked in her mouth, she tasted the iron yeah. of she tasted the iron taste of blood. Uh, I lost where I was. She tasted the iron taste of blood in the back of her throat. She spit and grunted, moving her feet to stabilize herself. She screamed one final scream and then silence. In the palm of her hand was a moon, an entire celestial body. She was holding up a moon. God's fucking shit, she said, almost crying. (laughs) See? I knew you could do it, Darren said, walking up to her. He reached his ghostly azure hand out and touched the surface. Ouchie, he said. Still hot, <laughs> ugly assed. Ouchie. <laughs> nah, it's actually, nah, it's actually pretty cool, all things considered. They looked around to see the mountaintop strewn with just all kinds of shit. Dead trees and birds lay everywhere. On one branch that miraculously still had leaves on it stood a little bird chirping and cleaning itself. Now what, Ugla said. Put it down, Darren said. Ugla concentrated and moved the massive moon down the mountainside. It was huge. It filled the mountain valley below and several other mountains began to crumble as she placed it down. It thudded down, the rumbling of the earth below them as if they were ants on a church bell. Want to see what happens next, Darren asked? Yes, Ugla said. Darren waved his hand forward and time began to speed up. The trees around them bloomed and their leaves fell off. Hordes of people from all walks of life zipped around like little insects. They carved out the moon. They carved out the, out the moon and over decades or maybe centuries built the Blue Castle, a hmm. giant megastructure made out of solid cold steel. Ugla moved out of the way of a train of miners as they zipped past her with crates full of gold. Inside, Darren sat on a throne of cold steel. Next to him sat a sword made out of cold steel and gold. It was plunged into a solid chunk of blue hardened rock, the gauntlet still in his hand. Ugla watched as he grew old. Then he grew ancient. Then he grew so old he couldn't move. Soon, the great blue halls of the fortress grew dark. Vines began to snake across everything. Animals picked up food where once people stood. All the while, Darren sat on his throne, long dead, his skeleton now only covered by his golden cuirass and the gauntlet. As the centuries turned to millennia, Ugla watched as grave robbers and passers-by plucked every bit of gold and cold steel hmm. they could from the structure. It melted away like ice cream in the summer. Time filled, time filled in the mountains with more and more mountains and water and dirt and rocks. It ate away, it ate away at once was forever, like foam in a root beer float. <laughs> I just really wanted a root beer float. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting hungry. This is evocative, though, regardless. (laughs) Like like foam in a root beer float until there was nothing but an ordinary mountain range. See, Darren said, now you know how to stop a moon. So you could probably do something like that again. 
Or get someone else to do it. I don't care, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Ugla looked around in silence. The dusty wind blew through her long brown hair and beard. Wait, she was her again. She looked at Darren. He nodded and vanished. She woke up with a jolt from, like, from a night terror. On her face, she felt caked up makeup, and around her neck was a string tied to a bonnet. A tea party? Really? She said to Bingle. (laughs) Why, I never, he said, fanning himself (laughs) with an imaginary fan. The end. Oh, man. Fucking sick. That was great. (laughs) Like... I meant it. The the time passing was evocative as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I like that stuff, like, in movies when they do that. It felt very Green Man-esque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess it did. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. That's a compliment. Thank you. Oh, oh, I'm capable of them. (laughs) 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 Only when you both deserve it. (laughs) Which is all the time. Yeah, Yeah, it was really good, dude. I loved that. Thanks. I kind of phoned in the meteor thing, but uh, I phoned in the yeah, gauntlet it, thing. The meteor wasn't the point. The point was uh, her yeah. finding finding the next step. Mm-hmm. Finding exactly, the exactly. Plus the like, truth meteor. <laughs> I I kind of feel like if um people should people who listen should be aware that sometimes the prompts encourage us to tell these stories, even if we can't, you know, like fit them in in the way that they might like you know yeah it's so, hard enough like i was i had like nothing right like, yeah i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna I do i was in man. the same boat yeah uh-huh. so i i you have to wait until like your inspiration mm-hmm. hits you know yeah and sometimes that involves the prompts sometimes not so yeah. much yeah <laughs> sometimes the prompts just get tacked on at the end and that's yeah, fine yeah sometimes gauntlet is uh an ordeal rather than a glove yeah Sometimes you wish that the thing, the prompt was tea parties. <laughs> I, was, I was in kind of like between a rock and a hard place with this episode because like I had already introduced a concept that I mm. needed to pay off in some mm-hmm. way. I introduced Gestalt as a concept mm-hmm. yeah. and I needed to pay that off in some way. And if, yeah. if I went with this story, there's a chance that people will be like, oh, like I'm not into this. This is like a common Rider knockoff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I was worried about that and I was like, well, I could just not do it, but I have to do something yeah, you can't, with Gestalt. Right. Yeah. And if I do something else, I have just completely gotten rid of the ability to do what I wanted to do to begin with. Yeah, we need like a wiki for ourselves that we can yeah. go look yeah. at. If anyone I wants know, to do that, they can yeah. do that. I know Rich writes his stuff out like a professional, but like sometimes I just I rely on my memory I, mostly. I do have <laughs> notes in my phone, which I don't recommend using the note app. Yeah, because no, if bad. you um, double click by accident at any Goes point, away. it will erase your entire yeah. file. Yeah. yeah pretty cool which happened to me once and uh, boy i hope there wasn't anything i don't remember in there it's gone forever now yeah i there's no undo i have a really big uh, stack of post-its and i have them on the on the door next to me uh the door to the boiler cupboard <laughs> which will sometimes you know go off and uh, heat up and all the uh, post-its fall on the floor and I've never changed them again. <laughs> wait, wait, hold, stop. Mm-hmm. You have a boiler room. No, no, it's not. And you have it's seven fireplaces. It's not a boiler room. It's like the water heater. 
You have Freddy Krueger living in your house. Yeah, you've got like the entire bottom floor boiler room where the the final confrontation happens with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I wish. I would this spend so why... much time down there. <laughs> this is like you're a fucking Scrooge. You're you have all the heat in England. Yeah. If I that's I'm I'm rash, I'm stockpiling it so no one else can have heat. That's well, how that like works. Hot as, now it's like hot as fuck in the summer there. Right? Yeah, it's well, like wild. It's, little, it's little, turned little really fact, hot. Little known fact about the Masters family: lava monsters. Yep. <laughs> little known fact. Yep. <laughs> Ornery like, rock monsters. It's like summertime, and like, uh, uh, you know, your son's friend's gonna come over at some point, and they're gonna be like, "Why is the fireplace on?" And Rich is just there, like shivering, like it's fucking cold. No, grabbing bits of flame out and putting them in my pocket. <laughs> You're just like covering yourself in charcoal. Ah, yeah. All my skin uh, burning. Oh, yeah. Rich has the Mister Freeze disease. I think he's just always cold. <laughs> Evan's friend's gonna be like, your dad's weird. Well, the thing is, this house was like built in like 1890 or some ridiculous thing, so it is yeah. so breezy and drafty yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, uh, my house like, is brick, so it's like cold as shit. Yeah, yeah. And then it's hot as fuck in the summer. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. No, and we don't have AC because yeah. uh, for some reason that doesn't exist in the in the in England, so you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to have yeah. imagine that life. Yeah. Well, never need. They never needed it, and now they do because you yeah. know the earth. That's is, fucking terrible in the summer. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. When I went there, it it was hot, and people yeah. were like, they were like, "Oh my god, like this is so bad." They were like, "I'm so sorry," and I was like, "This is exactly what it's like where I come from." Yeah. I was like, "It's the same thing." <laughs> I love yeah, that uh, you're, you're British terrible people as are normal. Yeah, it's so. 90 degrees. Like it's was, what it is in the summer. Wasn't it nice that uh, the people were apologising for the weather? <laughs> Something that yeah. they could not yeah. control in any way. Well, the first day I got there, it was like like England. It was rainy and yeah. it was like 50 degrees, yeah. right? And I was like, this sucks, man. Yep. <laughs> we'll get and four seasons got, like, in a day. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Oh my god, you got me talking about the weather. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's just this it's is riveting up. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> better than I don't know, chess pieces dildos up your dick. Oh, I, I think that's, that's, I think that's way better. That's, that's way better, yeah. yeah. You guys are really into this chess piece thing. <laughs> Look, I'm trying mates. to win the grandmasters and get off. Okay, yeah, is that going to be another the, way? Is that going to be the name of your company that sells vibrators Check in the shape mate. of yeah. checkmate? <laughs> oh, nice. That's really that's, good, that's right? really clever. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> you guys, you have to do this now. <laughs> we need to find a way to tie it into Bros Before Pros for merchandising. Mm. Why does it matter? Someone please send in the prompts: uh, chess pieces and uh, butt <laughs> they're plugs. gonna do it. They're gonna do it. We're gonna get yeah. fifty of those. You ca- you can't tell them that. <laughs> oh man! How about somebody sends in some good prompts? <laughs> So I sent out the uh, I sent out, sent out the prompt uh, reminder and I've added lots to the spreadsheet. We got a re- Hell yeah. load of good ones. I love it. Ancient Hell yeah. ruins, flying saucers. Don't tell me. Yeah, if if you say it and then it gets chosen, they're gonna think you're faking it. Yeah, don't tell us. All right, okay. All right. Shut your fucking British hole. Prompt prompt bot picks the prompts, not me. Is he getting rolled out now? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can come out. Come out, prompt bot. All right, he's out. (laughs) 
<laughs> we we, Proper, we what oiled if, the wheels. What if, yeah. what if you got a human skull in your <laughs> in your hands? Oh jeez. Pray Stop. to it. Just Pray to this it. again. He's oh, been right. drinking his oil out of it. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's going through a phase. Oh, it's classy. It's classier, <laughs> classier than well, a regular By the way, right? I don't know if we said this enough, but that story was fucking excellent. I loved it. Oh, thank you. No, thanks. No, I mean, you guys' stories are really good, too. I'm not, say, I, uh, I'm not saying anything about anyone's stories. We, we spent about, like, 20 minutes talking about chess pieces after I had done my story. So, you know, let's just, yeah. let's just move on. No, I'm I feel like we're straight. No, no, no. I was only joking. <laughs> I know, I know. Um... <laughs> Right, prompt bar. First prompt, please. Oh, this is an old one. Uh, Mysterious Signals by Jake Demon Flayer Anderson. Two words. That's uh, fine. Mysterious Signals is fine. That it's it's one thing. Yeah, yeah it's a one thing. So, Mysterious Signals by Jake okay. Demon Flayer Anderson. I think Jake's had yeah, one before. Nice. Jake's oh, had nice. yeah. Jake did banquets and feasts. Or banquets or feasts. That was the second prompt we ever got, that one. That was a good prompt. um, And the next one, prompt bot. This is a new one. Fossils by Randy Macho Snake Roberts. Macho (laughs) Snake? snake? Because... Like Macho Man? Randy Macho Man and Jake the Snake. (laughs) Jake the Snake. I got it. That's good, right? That is remember good. When, remember, like when Earth, remember when Earthquake took his snake and he yeah. did a fucking like arm drop on it and he oh that was horrible. Did you the snake did, exploded? <laughs> yeah. Did you like I? Uh, do you remember when Earthquake uh, killed Hulk Hogan and they had that yes. thing where the the locker closed and stuff like that? Yes. I cried at that. I remember crying Yo, as a kid. I feel the like day I, had I learned a similar response because yeah. I was such a fucking mark for Hogan when I was <laughs> yeah. a kid. Yeah, we all were. The day I learned that evil existed in all the hearts of men was when Shawn Michaels kicked Marty Jannetty through the glass oh, at the yeah. barbershop. Oh my god. That fucked my life up. Well, I, I, I was similar, I was upset. I had a similar experience like later cuz I'm a, I'm a young boy when uh in WCW, when like Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan joined, and they were like, "Oh, Hulk Hogan, the hero's back!" And yeah. he fucking betrayed them yeah. for the NWO. He was in the NWO. Yeah, a oh, true, that was horrible. True evil was shown its face to me that day. Yeah, man. I I don't know. <laughs> Big man. crotch chop evil. <laughs> <laughs> They're acting like thirteen-year-old boys. Evil, pure evil, <laughs> the purest. I didn't watch wrestling anymore after that. I no, like, I didn't. I was either. like, I've had enough. Oh, I that was when I was getting a little old for it too, and I was like, okay, this is. I, I was like, this is getting. I think I insane. Was, I think I was in the age bracket for it at that point. Yeah. But like Hogan's betrayal, I couldn't. I couldn't fucking come back from it. And then he continued my- to betray me for the rest of his life. On my ninth birthday, my mom let us get pay per view, and we watched WrestleMania nine. It was incredible. Oh, that that's, sounds awesome. That's a good birthday. Yep. Uh, Yokozuna, Hulk Hogan yeah. beat Yokozuna. Oh, Yokozuna was so good. My last yeah. wrestling watching experience was the last time Stone Cold and The Rock fought at WrestleMania. Because I, because oh, of nice. my, because of my younger brother, he was really into wrestling. Like past where I was really yeah, into yeah. it, but we always used to stay up and watch WrestleMania with a bucket of KFC. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it was uh. one o'clock our time, so we used to eat really late. So we used one to like, in the morning, save, yeah. yeah, it's one in the morning. So um, we used to stay up really late, and we watched uh, the last WrestleMania where 
uh, Austin and The Rock fought. And that was a really good one. And then that I was, was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm getting too old to stay up till one o'clock in the morning. I was like, I wasn't. I don't think I was still. Jeff I wasn't and I were like, uni yes. yet. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> don't go to bed. At, I didn't go to bed at five a.m. last night yeah, or any, yeah. this morning or anything. Oh man! Well, Rich is like a respectable society yes. member. Do you know what? Since I gave up caffeine, I can just fall asleep at the drop of a hat now. It's so good. Like you fucked me up because I've been drinking more and more coffee. Uh, I think you you like, drinking my share. Accepted me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, here's here's a, a fucked fact for you. It's not a fun fact. I can fall asleep <laughs> on the couch whenever with caffeine. So, dude, what? That won't last. Yeah. You got two more years, yeah. kid. Could you old fuckers? <laughs> Now Stop right, rattling though. your bones right. at me every I time I'm right. something. You turn 40 and you're like, I don't know, man. You're not Josh, Josh and I, Josh and I are uh, like the uh, knight at the end of the last crusade. We're waiting for you to get here. <laughs> yeah. We're like frittered bingle. We're just like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> Choose your cup, Jeff, and it's like a cup of coffee. And no, not that one. <laughs> You just caked in your own shit waiting yep, for me at the yep. top of the ladder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what we are. Yeah, that happens. And we'll always be older than you, so we can always tell you about warn you about the terrible things to come. Yeah. It's Yo, when you, here's, you start here's eating fucking, at night. Here's a real fun fact for you. I went to the eye doctor, I yeah. took my eye test, mm-hmm. and my right eye has gotten se- several steps better. Than it was what? before. How I'm is at, that possible? I'm at fucking twenty thirty right now. I mean, What's your l- prescription in your eye? We talked about this. We talked it's about the same as mine. Uh, it's not anymore. I, I, it's actually gotten lowered. I need to uh, get a new pair of glasses. Wow, you bitch. my eyes are better than they've ever been in my fucking life. Well, what the fuck are you doing? At 39, I started eating carrots, off. baby. <laughs> that doesn't do shit. Don't follow Rich's country's propaganda against the Germans. <laughs> that's what Big Carrot want you to believe. Yeah. That's what, did you put radar dishes in your eyes? I don't what the know, fuck are you talking about? I don't know why, honestly. like, uh, I feel like the only thing I've done differently as an adult is I eat carrots now. So maybe the propaganda is true. Man. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's Big Carrot have got him. My yeah. fucking, uh, they got me with Bugs Bunny when I was a kid, so. Yeah, so did Spinach Yeah, with Spinach Papa. with Papa yeah. got me hard. Nobody likes Spinach. God, I love Spinach. Sp- oh, man, I love Spinach. Get the fuck out of here. Spinach is delicious, you fucking plebeian. Sp- spinach in a curry like, is so good. Yeah, if you do stuff to it. Yeah, yeah not but like, just like spinach, spinach sandwiches. I don't even like spinach salad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like Josh just died. I feel like that was his death rattle. I mean, you gotta put butter, at least like cook it in butter or something. Spinach is better than lettuce. Lettuce tastes of nothing, man. Yeah, but lettuce is just like an afterthought, right? The... I, I went to the fucking eye doctor, right? And the eye doctor is straight up surprised. He has me, like, do the thing twice. He's like, your eyes have gotten better? Did somebody misdiagnose your eyes or something? That would... I don't know. I don't I mean, believe maybe. they got better. Do the you feel thing... like they're better? Yeah. What? I feel like this is a placebo effect, though, because mm, he told maybe. me they were better, and I was like, huh, all right. <laughs> maybe. Could, could all of a sudden you see, when you put on those special glasses, you could see through the optician's clothes <laughs> in yeah, one yeah. eye? No, I put them on, and I saw obey and consume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
It's that it's that uh, meme for the Spider-Man meme where he puts it's Jeff, but he puts his glasses on and it's blurry. He takes them off. Yeah, like, oh, I, I shit, got a bit of the radioactive man. spider. I think is what happened. <laughs> you are married to a redhead, so it's. Who uh, knows? I I feel like my eyes should be considerably fucking worse because I stare at screens every day, all day. Mm. Yeah. Did your eye doctor ask if you got hit in the head? Because mine did. No. I'm normal. <laughs> Did you go, went, Josh? Josh, did you go in just talking shit? Is that what? No, no, I like they they took a picture of my eye. Like they don't they don't like dilate your pupils anymore. They like do this thing where they like literally like it's like a video game. You stick your head in it and you got to like match the the crosshair up and it takes yeah, a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go in and the doctor's like, "Did you hit your head?" And I was like, "Probably." <laughs> Wow. That's, like, I, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, that's not really this, want how that conversation to open. No, is it? no. <laughs> they, yeah. they got this machine now that, like, you know the normal when the doctors, like, look at my ear and I'm going to look directly yeah. into your eyeball. There, there's, like, a, con, a part of it that, like, clips over on top of it that's a light that's twice as strong with a yeah. giant magnifier on it. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. And I it's was like sitting there with that shit burning the back of my skull yep. open, and I was just like, do you see into my soul, Doc? Yep. <laughs> I can see I, your lies, Pennington. I was. Do you want to know the date of your death, <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, I was batting a thousand with jokes at that eye doctor. Like everyone there was fucking Yo, falling down in the eye. I was doing the same thing, and I think that the one uh, assistant was like hitting on me because I, I was like, she was like, oh, I won't sell these pictures on the internet, and I was like, well, I could really use them for my OnlyFans, and she was like. <laughs> Oh my god, OnlyFans! <laughs> yeah. Then she kept like making jokes about OnlyFans, and I was like, She's do like you, "Where are the feet pics? Do you really want my OnlyFans? I don't have one, but I'll make one for you, Doc." Is this your way of telling me you've got one? Yeah, right. Exactly. Everybody, just ex- keep a business card around and exchange your OnlyFans. <laughs> It'll be like that Dude, scene everyone's... in American. Um, oh, what's the fuck is it called? The American, thing Psycho? American Psycho. American yeah. Psycho. Yeah. I mean, everyone's seen everyone fuck on all C-Wire, yep. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I have no idea what to do with these prompts, so good thing I got <laughs> yep. two weeks. Yep, I've, I've same. Got, I've got a little idea, but only because I'm going to shoehorn them in. Yeah, Rich is like the kid in class who like constantly is overachieving oh, and man. pissing you yeah, off. Yeah, pretty di- much. But I didn't, I didn't finish my story until like 15 minutes before we started. I was really oh, yeah. What? He broke your record. Mm. No. Yeah. I finished at like 2 in the morning last night, yeah. so. I, I finished my. I guess I'm the overachiever. I always finish mine on Saturday. Wow! Well, you doing your homework on the weekend? <laughs> Any, any day of the week can be the weekend for me. I'm my own boss. That's true, <laughs> but there's something about a Saturday that just hits different. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. the Bay City Rollers said. <laughs> <laughs> now who's old? Saturday night. Do you know what? Do you know what I have to do Saturday? Take my kid to a fucking birthday party. Yo, stop having a popular child. No, yeah, what is up with your kid awful. being like the coolest kid in school? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna tell you a story about what happened last week, and it's ridiculous. So I take him to the toy shop because it's his birthday coming up. So I was like, because uh-huh. it's his, it, it, as you know, Josh and my yeah. son have the same birthday. Um, yeah, we're the same guy. Same guy. Yeah, he's he's the he's the past you. <laughs> Oh god! I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna warn him. Don't worry. Um, I mean, he turns out pretty cool. So <laughs> um, we go to the toy shop, 
and the, we're walking around and I've prompted him before to like, we're not getting anything, okay? We can't get anything today. This is just right. a, a recall mission. This is a terrible this idea, is, Rich. Uh, this is not yeah. going to work, Rich. Uh, listen, listen. Terrible idea. We're on our way out of the shop. He's just looking at stuff and the guy behind the counter says to him, no toys today. And he says, no, I've got enough toys at home, thank you. And what? listen, the guy from behind the counter goes and gets him a free toy because he was so polite. And I was like, this is not oh why I brought you in here, but well done. Dude. I can't punish you now for this because you're getting He's, a toy. How, how dare you be charming, you little <laughs> fucker? <laughs> you, Did he you, fucking wheel himself in on his, like, tiny Tim cart and, like... <laughs> Like, what the f- How did he get a free fucking toy? He got a free bag of Lego and a Power Rangers string bag to put it in. Jesus Christ. I was the most polite little fucking shit child. Like, fucking... I was so polite. Never got a Power Rangers bag. It was different back then, dude. It was different. Back then, they were monitoring your ass to make sure mm. you didn't steal anything. Yeah. My- back then, every kid was a suspected felon, yeah. really. My wife once <laughs> took him past a building site, and he was gawping at the, all the construction vehicles. Yeah. The foreman of the site stopped the excavator and let him have a go of it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this guy's getting paid, like, fucking, like, Fifty dollars an hour. This fucking right? charisma score is a straight twenty. What I the fuck is going on, dude? April fourth, kids, man. I'm telling you, we're the greatest. He's an only child too. <laughs> he got a spot on a great podcast. Yeah, I get to be the least important member of this show. Boo. So there you go. I, I feel like that's. Like, it definitely is between you and Rich. Rich, the host, and you, the guy the podcast is based around. <laughs> that's that's somewhat of a myth. I can't do this alone. I thought about it. It's like, hard. Uh, it is tough. I, I am... I, like, Rich was like, I'm going to ask Josh to do this podcast with me. I guess I should probably ask Jeff to... That is not true. <laughs> I asked that's you both true. on the same day. I mean, really, it's all it's all from my from my charming text messages i'm like my son in the that's future true. yeah i just say he, do you oh, warn him about need... that uh, <laughs> no, i should do <laughs> i really should do <laughs> oh man are we uh ready to end i mean we're oh. gonna go through the the because we're still recording i i realized that yeah. a minute ago oh, i yeah. thought we'd stopped but we haven't no. um no, we're good it's so a, it's a jeff and josh and rich shoot the shit at the end here <laughs> Kids um, getting free toys. Get I know it's crazy. The boy is insane. The most charming child to ever live. Apparently, mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. April, keeping that April Fourth birthday. It's it's a good one. He's dick. Four four. He's a dick. I was jealous. <laughs> I was jealous of him. I was like, uh, why are you getting toys? Where's and he my got, free toy? He got Lego as yeah. well, and I was secretly in that shop as well, looking for of Lego course. to buy. Of course, you know me. Um, and he got free Lego and I didn't. And I was like, you little bastard. You need to be more charming. I do. I mean, telling my kid he can't have toys in a toy shop is probably not the way to go, right? No. Well, you shouldn't have brought him with no. you, but I guess you want to know. Really screwed shit <laughs> that you put this kid through. Yeah. I mean, I did buy him some Lego, like, literally the week before. We just came home from school and I went and got him some Lego. But How many Legos did you buy for yourself that week? None, because there was nothing in the shop that I wanted. Let's go to the let's go to the ice cream. 
let's go to the ice cream parlor. You don't get any, but let's go check it out. He's got, he's got to learn that sometimes you go places and you don't get things. No, you're right. You're right. right? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Is yeah. that true though of you as an adult? If you go somewhere, uh, do you not get something? Rich and I have been very good lately. I will yeah. say, you haven't I, been texting, so I don't know. Like you can I do ha- doing yeah. whatever. Well, I, I haven't mean, been I, buying stuff. I did buy some books. Books are, books are different. <laughs> I bought a... Uh, well, Rich Masters has spent like $75,000 on comic books. <laughs> He's got a library. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's getting a problem now. My wife was like, we can't move house, so something has to change. <laughs> we got to move like, into a take down Buckingham Palace or some shit. <laughs> I need to block up the yeah, chimneys. Yeah, take out some chimneys, dude. Put uh, a bookshelf there. I yeah. bought, the only thing I've bought recently is I bought... Uh, Crystal, a, a Bones rubber ducky, like McCoy. Aww. That's like cool. the show Bones? No, like McCoy. <laughs> like Bones from the shit show Bones? <laughs> is there a character named Bones in that show? I think Bones is named Bones. <laughs> Leonard McCoy from <laughs> yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Trek. A plushie? That's cool. No, it's yeah. a ducky. It's a rubber ducky. Oh, I saw a uh, Tanagra guy from Lower Decks. What's yep. I don't know his name. No, I, I saw a plushie of him, and I was like, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Because he doesn't get to <laughs> turned into a plushie in an episode. Does he? Is that- that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That might be why they made it. Maybe that's a dream I had. Rich. <laughs> I don't remember, but... Yeah. Rich. Rich Josh. I got hit in the head. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do the outro. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to do it, and then we started talking about other things. On Sorry. that note, we close the cover on this week's <laughs> compilation. Big thanks to Vidizen for the use of his music, especially created for our theme tune. Um, you can find out all about Greg's music at vidizen.card with two R's.co, uh, which coincidentally, if you want to find out lots of stuff about bros, you can go to brosbeforepros.card.co as well. Um, yeah, thank you, Vidizen. We love you. You're awesome. Uh, it's me kissing him. I mean, slurp, slurp, slurp. you just kissed me because I was already kissing him. Oh, triple kiss? Triple kiss. Um, Should we complete the quad kiss? Let's get them get quad lips you? going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, let me lick them real. Oh, yeah, there we go. I licked my lips when you did that. I don't know why I licked my lips. That's how it works. That's how it works. It, yeah, it's too so sexy I had to lubricate my own lips. Uh, my beard smells like coconut. You're welcome. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, uh, where can we? Where can the people who listen to our lovely podcast find out about you? No, I'm not going to do that now. If you want to be a patron of God damn, Pros, I'm going to do it in the order it should be. If you want to be, if you want to support the show, uh, you can either do one of two things, or preferably both. I don't know why I said one of two. You can leave a a review on iTunes for us or anywhere you listen to podcasts that enables you to read, leave a review. That really helps us. Um, second thing you can do, I'm going to list a load of things you can do now. I'm, I'm just on a roll. You can go it's follow us chain. on Twitter um, at, uh, what's our Twitter? At Bros Before <laughs> Bros Pod. I've, I remembered, I remembered. <laughs> and you can go to Patreon and become a patron at patreon.com 
slash bros before pros and you can and that's a b and a four now you can there you can support us in a lot of different ways i'll let you read the info because i'm not going to read it out uh but you can suggest prompts for this show and our sidecast redesigned by committee we recorded one last time we recorded and that's coming out soon we did it on star trek um uh subject close to all our hearts um Mm -hmm. And you can suggest prompts. You can, um, what else can you do? You get your name in the book. You can read our stories. You can read our stories. I finally put up my third episode, so we can uh, put up our fourth ones. Um, You can get your name in print in the book that we're going to do at the end of the year on Kickstarter. Um, And you'll be forever our friend, forever a bro. Forever a bro. (laughs) Jeff, now. Tell us is where people real? can find you. You're not going to snatch the ball out from me, Lucy? Uh, I mean, I might. Just get up, up and do it. <laughs> Damn. You know where you can't find me is wherever Rich Masters is from now on. Except Damn. now and every Tuesday. Every other Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Dude doesn't even know when his podcast comes up. No, um, I mean, I'm just living in the days at the moment. He doesn't have to edit it. What does he care? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find my art at my website, uh, www.jeffpennington.art. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jeff Pennington, as long as I don't say the words cracker or honky again. <laughs> uh, Josh, can you make sure you bleep those words out, please? Yeah, those are really, really <laughs> terrible really words. Worst words. Worst. Cracker, honky, cracker. At least you didn't say cracker, kill cracker, whitey honky. like kill I did. Kill whitey, I, cracker. Yep. I mean, yep. Musk can go on and say that the media are being disproportionately white, right. uh, racist to white people. And, right. But he, he, uh, yeah, I, it, it, the man's a dick. It's weird. Yeah, I guess it's weird, I guess right? My question is, what does the rapper Whitey Cracker do on Twitter? <laughs> he gets is banned. He not allowed he's to say his own twice. name. No, he gets <laughs> banned. Gets banned all the time. Two bands. Um, <laughs> you can, um, I don't know, listen to M Class podcast. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good show that Josh and I do about Star Trek. It yep. is when people pick good episodes. <laughs> Yay! No, I'm only joking. One. It's good when people pick bad episodes. This collection is a half and half collection. Yeah. We're on right now. Some good, yeah. some bad. We had good time with the last one. Yeah, we, we finally met Star Trek's most lovable spin-off character, Bem. Oh, I Bem. love Bem. Bem's a good episode. <laughs> yep. Um, it's a bad sure. episode. But... It's, it's a good episode, but in the bad way, like most TAS yeah, it's episodes. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Yeah. Where can people find out about your lovely face? You can find me in uh, Rich's uh, closet. <laughs> I'm going to be waiting for him there. Uh, no, I do uh, continue. You should watch it. Uh, the hit, the clips that YouTube puts up now, they're a hit. They're a big hit now. Oh, cool. So go, go check out All just the, the funny shorts. parts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Getting man. Some... Do we need to do that? No. Oh, we don't okay. have a YouTube. No, we don't have a YouTube. <laughs> No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm too lazy. I, for a while, uh, I was doing that with M class, where I would like, yeah, I, I would like cut a piece, like a joke out, and like just release it as like a video clip with text. Yeah, yeah. but I was doing it with Windows Movie Maker. I Fuck was that. like, mm, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me at the toy store getting a free toy every Saturday. <laughs> My other son. Yep. <laughs> Same birthday, just two for one, man. Yeah, I suppose so. 
it's good. I can save money on the extortionately expensive party I'm going to have to throw for him. <laughs> well, um, you're going to one this weekend. I know. Again. It's just constant Just tell expense. your son that's his birthday party. That's his birthday. <laughs> He's going trampolining for his birthday party. Oh, jeez. Yep. So that's Kiss. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. Um, they have those uh, those nets around it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big... It's like a big trampoline in place it's like not individual trampolines oh yeah Before i got you covered yeah. in fucking it's all trampolines yeah okay, like well, you, that's better you walk in without realizing and then you're bouncing into the ceiling and stuff like that dude that's crazy so um yeah you can find uh stuff about me i you can follow me on twitter at masters rich uh you can go to boldlypros.com to read some of my fan fiction you can uh, listen to my other podcasts i do with my good friend spiffsy on cartoons called toon hounds uh, at toon hounds and uh, ttos.call for anything related to Tapon Theatre on Subspace, the drama that I, comedy drama that I write with. The drama. A load of good. The dramedy, yeah. That the cromedy. Yeah, <laughs> that I write with a load of other cool folks. Um, yeah. Anything else to say before we go? Kill Whitey. Yeah, kill Whitey. Well, there you go. Uh, cracker, cracker, honky, honky, cracker. All yeah. crackers must die. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> No, see, no. see you in two weeks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.